comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Hero ain't on my resume. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legends. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 78, and yes, we are in full swing with six brand new shows. Uh, we're going to be talking two premieres this week, uh, Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, plus we have new episodes of Gotham, Lucifer, uh, The Flash, and Arrow, uh, all happening, and we cover it all, of course, because that's the way we roll. And tonight, to help me uh, traipse through the minefield that is DCTV, the campaign manager and now director of public works for Gotham in the Cobblepot administration, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hi, y'all. I know. <laughs> Butch gonna be mad. And when Donald, Donald Trump tried to grab her in a compromising area, he got the throat punch. His sister throat punch herself, Jerry Atkinson. Y'all, I grabbed him in the toupee. Oh. Right in the toupee. That's what did I'm you saying. get? Did you get that orange Cheeto dust all over your foot when you kicked him in the throat? Cause... Oh, that's a lot of toupee. You know, it just happened so fast, and there was security, and I, and then there was blood. So I don't know what. I know it's like blood, a reflex but... for you. You know, I just like you it know, is. Yeah. It yeah. is. You invade your personal space right for the throat because when we first met, I, I extended my hand to shake it, and you immediately throat punched me. So yes, I'll never I mean, forget because I now have an indentation in my throat. So. My reaction time is a little, you know, superhuman, metahuman, if you will, you know. Very true. Too well, much that's, training. That's why that's why it's your X-Men power, right? Yes. So a lot of good shows this week, a lot of really great stuff. As I said, premieres of Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, and um, I don't know, I thought it was a real solid week of TV. I have not been disappointed so far in all the shows I've seen in the DC lineup, and overall, too, it's been a really solid season. We've, I mean, to talk about some non-DC sh shows I've been watching and really enjoying, uh, Westworld, I don't know if you guys have checked that out or not. Oh, I yeah. Have. Um, have. Obviously, Luke Cage, everybody's been talking about that. I finally finished uh, Luke Cage. Uh-huh. Um, yes. There's, I don't know. There's been a lot of really great shows. I, I really am enjoying uh, Notorious and uh, Shameless, or not Shameless, but um, Notorious, Speechless. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Notorious. So Mr. Robot wrapped up well. I mean, it's it's been a really strong season overall for television. But let's jump right into the DC uh, end of the pool with uh, Gotham. 
Season 3, Episode 4. It is called Mad City, colon, New Day Rising. So much wow. like Rise of the Villains was the, you know, the preface or whatever in the last season, Mad City mm-hmm. is the theme of this season. And uh, I'm just going to do this by storyline. Um, the first big storyline is Oswald Cobblepot running for mayor. With uh, Butch. Yeah, in, in his makeup. Yeah, his in makeup. his orange oh, makeup. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I noticed that too. He he was wearing the the you know, the fake the fake tan very much so. Yeah, yeah he um, loves his makeup. Yeah, he was uh, he was looking tan, rested and ready. And the friction between Butch and Nigma mm. that is not going to end well. Um, Butch is paying off all the you know the electoral uh, uh, college can uh, uh, all the board of voters and everything to make sure the Cobblepot gets in. But right. Nigma believe actually believes in the Penguin. He believes he Crazy, can win. Right? He can believe he, he believes he can win without um, Butch paying everyone off. And um, we we cut from one scene with Butch like toasting with all the crime lords of the city is like when mm-hmm. Penguin is mayor, we're going to run this town, yay! And then the guy who gave uh, who he had you know to watch Nigma, you know, Nigma gave him the slip and got, took back all the money from the electoral board, and almost get, he almost gets killed for his belief in Penguin, you know. Oh yeah, Butch is about to dust him. He's like, he gave back all the money. He's really cost you. He said, "Let's smoke this fool." Yes, let's smoke this fool. Nigma believes in that Penguin could win without all this stuff, and it turns out Nigma's right. And lucky for him, or he would have taken a you know, bullet in the head from crazy, Butch. right? But um, he names, and because of this, Penguin names Nigma is because he's the only one who truly believed in him. He names mm-hmm. him his chief of staff. In his mayoral uh, office, and Butch was just like hate a ball. Oh, in. he was. If I if this could kill, that whole room would have died. <laughs> I, I like the part where you know when he pulled the gun on Nigma too. He was all like, you know, give me one good reason not to kill kill you. And Nigma's like, well, there are thirty witnesses. He's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> and their friendship. I don't know. Is, am I am I reading too much in? There might be a little bit more than friendship there. Well, oh no, it was, uh, it was totally guy on guy. I was like, like a little heart thing and everything, and yeah, I was just yes, like, no, because I know they, they were having a moment. Yeah, because we thought that about Maze and the the um, analyst too, but that wasn't the truth. You know, what I mean, maybe we're shipping where we want to be shipping. I don't yeah, know. I think it. I don't I, think it's romantic yet. I haven't stairs. seen that. Nah, the long stairs. There were that connotation was put there, even if it's not true. They put that there so we could think that. Yeah, they did. They did hint at it for sure. Yeah. Like when he makes a little heart while he's doing the riddle. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff, the two parts that come together and he stares at his I, eyes and stuff. There was I definitely most, that subtext there, I think. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think most of that is because the, both of these two have been written off by everybody and they kind of have that bond. I love that. They, they, I, I, yeah, I totally back. agree with what you're saying, especially that scene. And the scene that proves what your point is where he's like, look, I had our, our certificates of sanity framed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Can you I came up. Okay, all right. But you have like, uh, um, you know, their 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 certifications of sanity framed next to each other in his, nice. in his office. That was Aww. that was so sweet. Kalapot wins the election by landslide without having to pay anyone off. There's a lot of enmity between Butch and Nigma now, but he's Nigma's even closer to Kalapot now. I think that's why Butch is you know feeling forced out. You know. He's uh, definitely feeling feeling edged out, especially after Kalapot names him his chief of staff. <laughs> Pun intended. No. 
I anyway. have to say, I was like, yeah, he's the chief of the staff. <laughs> you know. I was like, oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> this will go horribly wrong. Well, it was because Chubb's not here. We have to bring it down eventually, right? Yeah. The uh, the, the other uh, storyline that uh, is, is most germane would probably be the Jervis Tetch, uh, Mad Hatter storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice is under uh, guard at GCPD, and uh, Lee takes a little bit of her blood and talks to her and tries to find out what her story is. And then Bullock does the same. Stupid Jim. But they don't get uh, they don't get very close uh, with her. Um, Jim Gordon's on a street corner, and the little like uh, you know walk don't walk sign, you know the TikTok of that sets him off to almost step in front of a garbage truck. So he knows he's not right. Mm-hmm. He begs uh, Barnes to give him five minutes with Alice. Alice knows exactly what he's done to him because she, he did the same thing to her. The uh, she makes like this uh, like uh, incest reference. And then we find out later, you know, he's really like madly in love with her, and she's scared the hell, of, uh, scared the hell of him. As I mentioned before, I think I might have mentioned this before. Tetch finds this like indoor uh, amusement park for his new hideout, and he squishes the guy's head with the you know the hammer and bell game that you see at a carnival uh, in the opening sequence of the episode. That was kind of gruesome. I'm glad they didn't show it like close up. They showed like the blood spatter or whatever. You were kind of mm-hmm. what? I like blood. Come on. Yeah, but it's it's network TV, you know, and they're already gonna they already go it's go kind of far. They already be shooting people in the head a lot. Yeah, I think Walking Dead has really kind of opened the door to a lot more violence. So, anywho, uh, Jervis not only gets himself some new digs, he gets himself some new henchmen. He finds the the wrestling Tweed brothers, the four brothers, you know, who are sta- studio wrestlers, and uh, enlists them with hypnosis to become his henchmen. How many times now has Gotham City Police Department been attacked? Okay. Oh my gosh. There's, we'll go backwards. It's Azrael did it, right? Oh yeah. Well, uh, before Azrael. Jer- no, I'm going backwards. Jerome oh, the Maniacs okay. did it. Right. The Electrocutioner right. did it. Yep. Uh, Zaz did it. Yep. Uh, I'm forgetting somebody. I didn't. No, Penguin didn't do it. No, Penguin didn't take over GCPD. But I mean, that place has been attacked so many times. You think they have better security? You would th- I mean, it's, it's the police station. <laughs> maybe just put it in orbit because you know there's no place on the ground it'd be safe in Gotham. They need to call some cops or something. You know, if these oh. giant studio wrestlers start jumping on my desk, I would not just stand there and kind of watch them like these cops did too. Yeah, they they've been down this road before. As soon as anybody starts jumping up, I'm shooting. Yeah, if I see weirdo freaks in the in there, I'm, I'm going to have my gun out. You know, I'm shooting. <laughs> They had guns. Why didn't anybody shoot at them? They, it's a cop station. I mean, it's a police station. Come on. Why were they not shooting? Oh, no. Um, this all happens just oh. at the same time Gordon is interrogating Alice, and uh, Tetch uses his hold over Gordon to get away with Alice. And Bullock sees uh, during this, and so does Barnes, with the kind of hypnotic hold Tetch is you know, exhibiting over Gordon, trying to get him to kill himself. We also get a scene with uh, Gordon looking for Alice, asking uh, Barbara if she knew anything about Tetch. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice, crazy scene with Barbara and him, you know. Oh, almost like we're married again, you know. Right. Um, I, I used to hate that character, and now I really like it when she plays crazy. Oh, I love her. Yeah, now that she's, like, crazy, crazy, I really I really like the character. I mom, just man. love her. Better. So. She's great. Barnes puts Gordon under suicide watch for 48 hours, and Lee signs off on it. And we get this moment here with Lee and Gordon, where there's all these things that Gordon should be telling Lee, but he's too... Too macho, too much of a man to say so. Nope. Lee, it's over now. I'm just like, we'll talk, talk to her, you know? 
Tell her what happened. I'm, you know, no, I'm everything's fine. Lee. No, everything's fine. I'm just drunk okay. all the time, and I'm on suicide watch. No, Lee, I just want you to be happy. <laughs> and Lee says something like, you know, I don't know what I would do if something happened to you. And no, you know what Lee said, really said? Lee said, I'm going to dump my boyfriend soon. Okay. That's what Lee said. Right, but she explains to him. I'm Mar- reading between the lines. Well, okay. yeah, but I mean, she explains to him that Mario was like a lifeline to her when she needed it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, he's a fallback. He wasn't. Guy. He he's wasn't the... there. He was in Blackgate, right? Yeah, and rebound. he needed. He need, She needed somebody to help her through that time, and he was there for her. Total rebound. Like she just basically yeah. said, "I'm coming back to you eventually." Yeah, I just, I just want you to just pine over me a little bit longer. I'm coming back though. Yeah, that's, I was kind of getting that too, but it was kind of like, you know, she felt obligated out of, you know, like some sort of obligation or whatever to stay with Mario instead. We get a really cool scene with Bullock with one of the tweeds, uh, the GCPD, and he's like, you know, I used to watch you guys on TV. He, this is a great scene, by the way, Donald Logan and the guy. I just thought it was excellent. And he pulls out the masks of his two dead brothers, and he goes, I know some luchadores, it's very, uh, very much, you know, honored to, uh, you know, be buried with your mask on. And he puts a lighter under the masks. Good cop. It, yeah, it was awesome. That was a great yeah. scene. And like he yeah. intimidates him that way into telling him what he knows about Tetch. Meanwhile, Bullock is able to have the guy driving Gordon to a suicide watch uh, at the holding cell to take a long lunch, as he put it. Mm-hmm. And they uh, confront Tetch in the indoor ar- arcade and amusement park with two of the uh, Tweed boys. Tetch tries to do his thing to Gordon again with a metronome. But then Gordon shoots the metronome. He's able to overcome his inner doubt and his inner fear because he's Gordon, damn it. And him and Bullock are, uh, you know, are able to, you know, take on the tweeds. But as they're doing so, Alice and Touch fight. Uh, oh, Touch gets about six vials of Alice's blood, which we know has like weird effects on people. Yeah. Some people are poisoned. Some people it mutates or whatever. It could have been for. I mean, they kind of make an illusion that it was the catalyst for what, like some of the Indian Hill mutations. You know what I mean? Her wow. blood. I mean, that's why he steals all that blood from her. Um, he fights with her. And he's like, I, I would go crazy if I didn't have you around. Mad Hatter, get it? Uh, I knew that. I knew Alice was dead as soon as she, he said that. I'm like, oh no. And they wrestle and fight. She falls off a balcony and impales herself on a carousel and dies. I blame Gordon on that because why the hell did you arrest, arrest her for? Like, you knew she did, that something was up with that. You should not have brought her in. Like a chair. He didn't arrest her. He talked her. He brought her in for the bounty. Okay, they kept her there. They kept her there to interrogate her and yeah. to test her blood and stuff. They could have sent her out or put her in a safer location or whatever. But but she's the way you know. She was, you... Well, she was in a police station. They thought she was I know. safe. But, I know. But, but he was there all these seasons. He was there all the previous seasons. They're horrible cops. I mean, you should yeah. know better. Even he says it. Like, didn't he? How many times has he said, "I can't be a cop again because I don't like the red tape and everything. It, it messes things up, right? All those, right? You're having yeah. to go through all the channels and stuff. It just, it makes things bad. So why would you take her? Like, if you know her, her uh, brother's out there and he's that dangerous. I, I don't know. I just that was a dumb thing for me. I would, it's I would have left her. Your place in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Because too many people know where it is. I would have took her somewhere where nobody knows. Like but that didn't has... work out too well for Hugo Strange, did it? Or for Miss Peabody, did it? 
Wait, what was the BP body thing? I they had they put them in places in unknown places they thought were secure as well, and look what happened to them. Peabody got aged into an old you know husk, and Strange got kidnapped by um, by Fish Mooney and her oh. her, her X Men. But what I'm saying is they tried that already and it didn't work. You know? Yeah, I guess so. And they had her in the police station. They thought she was safe. And uh, well, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, the police station has been overrun more times than you know. Texarkana or or, uh, or whatever or France, but I mean they keep they keep. Or, um, Banshee, police station hmm? and Banshee. Yeah, all, police station and Banshee. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, take us. <laughs> she won't get killed there. Nope. Right? Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> after the smoke clears and and uh, the the Tweed boys are taken in, so it's touch. Um, Barnes uh, is there, you know, limping around. And he calls Bullock out on being, uh, on being, you know, on going against orders for Gordon. And you know, Barnes says, "James Gordon is get you ki- going to get you killed someday. You get that?" And Bullock is like, "Maybe, but I will never turn my back on him." Yes, those boys, my those, boy. those, those boys are tight, man. Stand by your man. There you That's go. My boy. <laughs> yeah, so the Mad Hatter is definitely going to be back to seek revenge for sure. And he is such a douche. Yeah, he is. He dresses yeah. well, but he's a douche. He dresses well, but he surely gives off the creepy douche vibes. Like, I didn't know the thing about the the sexually assaulting his sister yet, but he, he gave off that vibe before I even, before she even revealed that. Like, he automatically looked like he would do something like that. Right. Because he just, he just, they picked a, they picked a perfect actor and gave him the perfect look to just hate him. Like, He's yeah. not a jokey Mad Hatter like you're used to in the comic. Like this guy is really creepy, and you know. I think Jerry nailed it on the last episode when she said he looks like a Victorian David Blaine. Yes, that is David so Blaine true. has that kind of creepy douchey vibe. To he me does anyway, give off too. that. He oh, he gives that off in 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 spades. Yeah, so I, I mean that was a good point, Jerry. Yeah. You're right. Um, right now I'm coached off of last week's uh, Thunder. This week. There you go. Yeah. Ride it, ride that thunder. And then the third storyline that we're following is uh, Fake Bruce. Fake Bruce is hanging out with Selena, or five, right. as they, they wanted to call him last episode. But I just, uh, it just makes me think of Eleven from Stranger Things. And it's he confusing. does, a little bit. Little bit. So <laughs> Selena thinks it's Bruce, even though he's acting oddly. And mm-hmm. then she's about to rip off this betting parlor. They're all betting on the, uh, the mayoral race. Uh, she starts a fight uh, between two of the guys at the bar who don't know each other. The guys who are on security have to run in to break it up. And while she's doing that, uh, she goes in and tries to steal all the money. And loose cash is sitting out on the desk. Unfortunately, the guys come back too uh, quicker than she thought, and they capture her and they put her on a uh, they strap her to a chair, and they're about to make an example out of her with a pair of pliers. And who walks in? But Super Bruce. Dun, 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 dun. Bruce, with a serving tray, takes out the one guy, breaks his arm, knocks mm-hmm. out the other guy, kills it one guy with the serving tray, and then knocks right. the other guy out. And then uh, they get out of there um, with only as much cash as like one handful that Selena can grab. Right. Um, Bruce is hurt though, but it, he doesn't feel any pain. But he has a big jab in his in his side, and this is when Selena realizes this is not Bruce. You know, at first she thought it was, but after he kicks all that ass in there. She knows it's not Bruce. Nah. Um, she sews him up. Uh, he you know, says that he's going to get as far the hell away from Gotham as he can, away from Bruce Wayne and everything else, because he doesn't want to be a part of all this. And he steals a kiss from her before he, he uh, 
before she takes off. Yes, then they play Kiss by a Rose. Yes. <laughs> Seals in the background singing with yes. a six-part string orchestra. It's pretty That's cool. That's right. Um, Alfred and Bruce find fake Bruce. Fake Bruce says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Gotham and get the hell out of here. Um, and then he lets the other Bruce know that he did indeed kiss Selena. And then he jumps like five stories down to the top of a truck mm-hmm. and is not hurt at all and leaves. I'll kiss your girl, though. And I got he, over on your girl. And then he left. He did. He had. He gave. He did give a douchey way of telling him. Yeah, he, yeah. He did do it in a douchey way. Thank her for the kiss or something uh, like that. It's like, ugh. right? Yeah. It's like boom. Call Wayne. Is your I like it. Last night. <laughs> Show yeah, did. Um, his storyline ends this episode with him walking down a street and the woman from the Court of Owls, who we learned her name, I think was Catherine. Or Catalin, something like that, Caitlin, um, before, uh, comes up and has her talon, like, take him out with more chloroform and knock him out. And she says, you could say, I'm your mother. And then Mm -hmm. takes him out and takes him into the back of the limo. And that is the end of the episode. And we know what he will become. What's he going to become? Well, the end of Court of the Owls, there was a, a person that um, claimed to be his brother, right. claimed to be Bruce's brother at the end. But he was like a takeoff of the Owl Man, like kind of the opposite of for Bruce. Right. Um, I, it's going to be him. He's going to train him. I, I think that's going to wind up. I don't know if they're going to pick it up before, you know, anytime soon. But that's eventually what he grows up to be. Like he comes at. Uh, he, he kind of leads the Court of the Owls to go after Bruce. That's kind of his thing to do. They're kind of doing like an annotated version of Court of the Owls. Like they have the one mm-hmm. talent dude and like they have the woman and everything. But like I could see them using uh, this like Bruce clone to try to take out the real thing. You know what I mean? Right. And try to substitute, substitute him out. Because, uh, so, you know, once they turn him to his way, you know, their way of thinking or whatever. I, I think that's probably their plan all along. Yeah, they got a bit of her. They got a guy that's like Bruce, but not Bruce, who's already can't feel pain and already know. fights like a, a like Bruce Wayne. And now you hook him up. You hook him up with a ninja dude that's you know that did all that stuff. I mean, he's gonna be pretty pretty dangerous to to face down the road. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. That was uh, episode four of season three of Gotham, Mad City. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you give it? I think I'll Gee, give don't... it a... <laughs> oh, give, give it a yawn, huh? <laughs> give it a yawn. It was... It was, it was, uh, it was uh, why they couldn't find some reasonably sized hypodermic needle for Gotham yet. I mean... Yeah, they always have the giant hypodermic needles, like the really big ones like from Reanimator, you know? Yeah, it actually will. It actually will. It's that (laughs) big, it's going to hurt. On purpose. That big of a needle? Yeah, it is going to hurt. It's, uh... I I liked it better than I liked last season. Last season with... uh, I mean last season, I mean last episode with... uh, I kind of... It was kind of a little off. That that last uh, episode with uh, poison ivy and stuff was a little little eh. Yeah, the me. stuff with poison ivy is kind of like I've said before. I find it a little troubling because I mean she's still a girl, mm-hmm. you know, in a in a woman's body. I just I just I'm really yeah. worried out by that. And that, that is shot. 
dressed up by her brother. That was creepy as crap. Yeah, that was, I wasn't saying that was normal. Uh, no, that was, that, was, that was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. He even had her in the little Alice dress. You know, the yeah, this yeah, is a step up. This is this is definitely a step up. It was like the it was it's like the Lolita thing. I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah, it is gross. Yeah, they're playing with that. I just need her to not like if your whole thing is plants. Uh, stop hitting people in the head with plants. If your whole thing is that you get angry when they hurt plants, it, it doesn't make any sense for her to smash him in the head with a plant. Yeah, it seems. Kind and of you're weird. only killing him because he threw out a plant. Yeah, just you know, force them, force feed them some mandrake or something yeah. poisonous, or yeah, you, you're already them break, with a vine, right? Or, right. You know. Yeah, they're already you already breaking your own rules. Like you set it up that her thing is to protect plants, and then she There's so many poisonous plants. I mean, exactly. You could do anything. I just thought she was just going to kiss him and kill him. You know, have the poison in her. You know, already in her system. Right. And do it. I'm wondering know? if this poison from uh, or this like mutating poison or whatever. Oh, I left something out. By the way, at the very end, Barnes is on the um, uh, um, crime scene. Oh yeah, that and was a so dro- weird. And a drop of Al- Alice's blood drips yeah. into his eye. That was right. so weird. And it looks like he's kind of weirdly zombieing. Yeah, but they don't really show any kind of exactly. Thing. He and he kind of reacts to it like, oh shoot, oh darn, I'm going to mutate into some hideous monster. Right. Now. And and it I was is- like, go ahead, go ahead, Jerry. No, I just said oopsie. <laughs> Oh, oh, oopsies, yeah. Whoops. Yeah, I did have that. Like, her blood is good. First of all, this tell you, this really tells you how terrible the police are in, in <laughs> Gotham. First of all, we know her blood is contaminated. They knew this prior, right? And half the guys are wearing hazmat suits, but the other half aren't. Like, if this was really the case, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't allow anyone to go near that scene. Like, that whole thing would be... You'd have Bullock and, and uh, um, Gordon in containment unit. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be allowed hazmat, in at, You know, a hazmat crew in there, and there wouldn't exactly. be anyone allowed in there just with, like, a suit on, like Barnes, even if he is a chief of police. Or Until whatever. every speck of that blood is is yeah. is uh, taken. And it would go straight to a lab. Like, that's just the way it would be. There's no way you would just have that blood you know like a that thing that she fell on which would have to have blood in it there's no way they just would leave it up there like that they wouldn't have left the body up there no to keep dripping blood all over the floor you know that was just so yeah that was just so um yeah again we how bad the police you're making you're making uh starling city look like the greatest cops yeah central city even central yeah them too like you, you make them seem like super cops right now. Yeah, I give this one a solid B. I love the mayoral stuff. I love the stuff with Enigma and mm-hmm. that stuff really worked for me. Yeah, B is is, is what um, I would give it to. Touch is like a, a really evil villain, and uh, you know he has he has motivations that are clear, even though they're sick. You know, right. I understand where he's coming from as with. Some of these other villains, I really wasn't. They weren't well defined enough for me to really understand their motives and stuff. Um, I kind of, I kind of saw what was coming with the clone of clone of Bruce, but I'm glad that moved on too, because they could have stayed bogged down in that for a while. 
Um, I, I like the clip this uh, season is moving at. You know, it seems like a lot of a lot of pieces on the board, a lot of things moving around quickly, and the right. status quo has been changing quite a bit as the sh- as the show has been going on, and that keeps it interesting for me. So yeah, they don't drag it. They learned their no. lesson from the first season, That's not right. not to drag out stuff anymore. Just keep it moving. So, so I give it to me, Miss Miss Atkinson. Yes. What do you give what? this episode? What you think? What you think, girl? What you think? Put some stank on it. What, 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 Hello? What? It's a podcast. We can't hear you thinking. I, I, you know what? <laughs> it's not a visual I mean, medium. I, I love the visuals and stuff, but it was it cre- all this pedophilia just creeps me the crap out. And I, I would rather focus on the bro love or whatever than, than the pedophilia and those huge needles. I'm going to have nightmares about those huge freaking needles. Those are some big-ass needles, yo. Yeah, that's some big needles. Yeah, yeah. they were. They reminded me of Reanimator. Like the giant needle he was yes! playing with. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. So we all give it a B, I guess? Yep. Although Jerry wanted to give it more, but she got creeped out by the needles. Okay, let's move on yeah. to the Fur of Lucy, Lucifer. Uh, season 2, Episode 3, Sin Eater. Um, we had... Uh, we started... Well, the, let's start with the procedural, first of all. Mm-hmm. A, it's a... Um, a social website, I guess, kind of like uh, Facebook or you know Twitter or whatever, called Wobble, or, or I guess like YouTube maybe, because people post a lot of videos to it. Someone is serial killing people who did horrible things on Wobble. The first one is a guy who gets burned alive, and I love the scene where they find the dead body, like like tied up and, and crisped on the stake or whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, Lucifer and the um, the new uh, ME, the new uh, um, medical officer Ella, uh, medical examiner, you know their banter is great. But like you know, Lucifer's like, I've heard of hot pants, but this brings new meaning to fire crotch. And then Ella's like, Oh, how about weekend at Bernie's? Get it? <laughs> I keep yeah, I do jokes. like her because she's so um, she's animated. So, yeah, she's animated. animated. She's funny too. I mean, it brings she Chloe is so serious, right? And, Luc- so and Lucifer stuffy. is playful, and like yeah. Emily kind of plays along with Lucifer sometimes, you know. Yeah, I, that, that that's still a problem with the show for me is when when that uh, when she's in the scenes, it it just it it sucks the fun out of the air, out of the room. Yeah, like when Lucifer's by himself, or he's with uh, his brother, or he's with uh, what's her name, Amandel, or Amandel. Mandiel, or he, she, or he's with the therapist, or he's with everybody else. He's even with the little girl. Yeah, everybody every, else. He, it's fun to watch him react to people. But when it comes to the other main cast member, it, I just feel it just takes all the fun out of the out of the room for I me. I hear you. It's like every other cast member plays better off of him. Yes. than his partner does. Like I mean, even if it's not, I mean, like he jokes around with Ella. But, like, you know, MNDL comes to him from a different direction. And his mom now, too, is coming at him from a whole different direction. And they have different kinds mm-hmm. of interactions. Or, like, him and Maze, you know. Right, uh, right. Him and the therapist, you know. It's just yeah. like, um, they all, he plays off of all those different characters differently, but all in better ways than he does his own partner. So, I get what you're seeing. But, yeah, um, I, I love the jokes. And then uh, the the best partner, um, the, the best line his partner had the whole episode was, like, don't touch the crotch of the corpse. Yeah, I never thought I'd have to say that sentence to anyone. <laughs> right? Um, 
But you did. But that was like her only light moment in the whole episode. Like there was a whole subplot uh, with her breaking, and I guess she's going to break up with Dan uh, and have a, a divorce, you know, and stuff. And, well, uh, you know what? She's the foil for the entire show. Like her whole reason for being is she takes away his uh, his superpowers when she mm-hmm. when she's near him he can't use them, right? Mm-hmm. Like she uh, pretty much deflects all the jokes he tells. When he when he is in the room, she's just always she's the bad she's the mom that doesn't want her kid to have any fun. Right. Like she just comes in and just stops everything. If he's with a girl, he's about to have a good time. Here she goes, messes it up. Well, that also happens to Lucifer at the beginning of the episode. He's with a girl and you know dripping wax on her, having some fun, and then his actual mom, played uh, <laughs> by Trisha Huffer, walks in, and she's like, "Well, don't let me stop you." <laughs> Yeah, that was awkward. No, that's okay, Mom, you know. That was awkward. And then later, uh, she's at the uh, police station, like, flirting with all the men, and, you know, Mm -hmm. Lucifer runs her out of there. Then she's dancing on the table at the club, right? Awesome. Um, Yeah, it was was pretty awesome. But my favorite scene with her was when she was, her and Amendi all kind of run into each other in Lucifer's apartment. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at first, you don't know if they recognize each other or not. Because the way they're talking, it wasn't sure. It was right. made clear, like whether right. they recognized that you know one was the other's mother, or vice versa. But she totally um, recognizes him first. I thought they were going to drag that out. I'm so glad they yeah, did. Yeah, and yeah, I'm glad they didn't too. And then he's like, "Mom," and you know they they have a reconciliation. I thought that was a cool scene. Um, oh, I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah, I was worried they're going to drag that out too, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm so glad. Um, this is after Maze goes to find him in deal in his apartment and it's covered with like empty bottles of booze and Chinese food. He's been drowning his sorrows in uh, uh, over losing his wings. Uh, like he's losing his hair the way they like right. the equivalent of like losing his hair. He feels like he's, he's impotent now. Yeah, like, he's losing well, he's losing power. And that's what that's the actual I'm sorry, Jerry. I was like, look at this emo piece of crap. I don't need to see your personal breakdown on this show. Come on. Hmm. You all season. I just thought it was emasculating and um, I don't like to see that done to the black man. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, he was so, but if you remember in season one, he was so full of himself and haughty. Oh, yeah. He was like telling Lucifer, I, I, like, like you're going back, you know, whether you like it or not. You know, like he had power over Lucifer and even though both saying. of them he knew like he didn't. He was strong and conviction and all that. And now he's just like, oh, my wings. They're molting. Oh. But I think he's a better ally for Lucifer than, a, than an enemy, though. I mean, I like them together, uh, the way they play off each other. I'll adjust. You know how I do with feels, you know? I know. I know. Uh, feels are for eels, right? <laughs> I know. Um, the procedural uh, ends as they travel. Um, as more people get killed, one guy gets a bunch of apples stuffed down his throat uh, because he put up a video of him uh, dominating a young teacher. Oops. At a Catholic school and, you know, ruining her career. It all turns out to be connected to Wobble, this, you know, video service. And all the people that got killed were people who hurt other people by what they videotaped and posted. Mm-hmm. So the final uh, thing is this guy's going to kill Robin Givens, who's the head of Wobble. Dang. <laughs> I got to kill Robin Givens, man. She's already been through so much. I know. I know. Oh. But it turns out it's one of the uh, human resource guys there at Wobble. He's just seen too many things, and it's kind of pushed him over the edge. Um, when they get to the server and they find him there, Lucifer tells Chloe, he's like, look, just get away from me so I can take care of this. 
And of course she doesn't go. Of course she doesn't listen, and he doesn't explain why, which would have helped out a lot, I'm sure. So Lucifer talks to him the way he does, and he almost talks the kid into killing himself, and at that moment Chloe turns on the fire suppression system (sighs) and saves the day, saves everybody. Like I said, takes all the fun out of the room. Constantly. All the time. So um, Lucifer realizes from the procedural... That he enjoys punishing. He the reason he punishes is because he's good at it. It's his calling. Oh yeah. So he decides to unleash the punishment on his mom that she has to stay Charlotte Richards. Yup. This human that she's taken over. What a punishment that is for her. Oh no! I have to be a beautiful rich woman. No, please. I know. Right? Was, uh, Don't make me do that. Don't make me a beautiful rich thing? white woman. No, no. <laughs> please, bear around. Oh, posterior or something. A remarkable posterior. Yeah. So yeah, so like hot chick with yeah. a nice butt. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I felt so bad for her. Aww. So but sad. her and Amendiel and Lucifer are all on the same page at the end of this. The only one that really has it out for her is Maze. Yeah. And, and we get a cool, cool scene with Maze talking to the therapist um, about you know, and she's like, "Oh, obviously you're jealous. Look at her, you know." And he, she goes, "No, it's not jealousy. She just needs to be punished." She Maze just feels this like overwhelming need to punish her mm-hmm. um, after you know having punished her in hell for all those years because she never broke. Yeah, because she never broke. She that was the only Maze ever ever tortured that never broke. She never broke. Um, so you know she has like a girl to girl talk with the, the therapist, and then uh, that's what sends her to uh, uh, to Amendiel. Sets the whole second act in motion. Um. The very last scene, Charlotte is walking home. Charlotte, you know, goddess, mom, whatever you want to call her. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy tries to steal her purse, and she's kind of confused by the whole thing. Right. So she pushes him away and then pushes him like 10 feet into a wall and kills him. Oops. And then she looks at her hand and looks at him and kind of smiles and then walks away. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Monday. She did a smile, too, before that when she convinced the Lucifer to let her stay. Right. Right. Oh, she with that little a, fly smile and looking up. Would yeah. Look up? Yes. Like, it's, got him. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's going on with you? Like, what's your agenda here? Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Mm hmm. So I'm sure, much like Transformers, there's more to her than meets the eye. Oh, yeah. That ass, Yeah. She, oh, yeah. man. She's in great shape. She's 42. We, we looked it up last week. I know. I was like, "How old is she? I want to be her when I get 42." But it's three years too late, so I'm gonna work harder. Just, just be you. It's fine. Just right. be you. It's gotta be easier. Yeah. So that was Lucifer, episode uh-huh. three, season two, Sin Eater. What do you guys think? Uh, I give it. I gotta give it a C plus because every time I want to give it a B, but it just until they get that girl, that woman right. Yeah. Her character is just too much. It's like until they get her right, I, I can't give it a B. I just can't. It's just too many scenes with her in it that I just feel like I just don't. I don't care. I don't care about her ex-husband crap. I don't care about their on again. When 
I don't care about her ex-husband. Like, when he comes in the Oh, man, he's a waste of space. And we're supposed to feel bad for him? I don't care. I don't care either. I just wish she would be written off the show and she could just, you know, move on. Both of them are just so not, like, they're just the worst parts of the show. I hate to say that because I loved her on on the Fireman show that I like to watch, uh, Chicago Fire. But did Severide, the, did Severide get over on her? No, she was a lesbian. They were best oh, friends. Oh, I didn't. I don't watch. She was. a cool lesbian. Like she liked to get drunk at bars, and she was good to her friends. And she the only thing I know about Severide is about that show is that there's a character named Severide who sleeps at everything that moves. So. Right. But that's that what I. But the thing about the show is that she 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 played a fun character like. To go from that, she was not stuck up. She was not, like, and to go from that to this, like, she can be fun. Like, she can play a fun character. But I don't know why they keep writing her like this. Like, this is just... This character's almost stoic. Like, yes, joking all around her and everything, and all she can do is be embarrassed and... and, 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 and She's almost the, the person that gives off the inhuman vibe. Like, she doesn't come off as human. Well, like everyone else, there's hmm? no way she have that effect on Lucifer. She was completely no. Different. There's no. It's just I don't like. That's what I need. I need them to clear that up because it doesn't make any sense to me why she affects him like that and takes his powers away. Listen, I need something. Throw me a bone. Said Lucifer's mom. Um, hey now, something. I mean, Sheldon's not here. Okay. I was gonna <laughs> say she give it. She give it all. She give it. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Just wants the D. Oh, come on, come on, Chub Toad. What do you really give it? Wants the D. Okay. My favorite part about this, and this is like something minor, I'm sure, is when they were on the investigation for the pyrotechnic peen. Mm-hmm. Dude with Def Leppard T-shirt. They didn't put the album, but that was the Pyromania T-shirt. I had that T-shirt. It was awesome. Oh. <laughs> See, that's my favorite part. So. Oh, wow. I know, I know. It's it's small, it's petty, but I like it. So, so what's your score then? You gave us your great score. Yeah. She wants a D. I'm gonna give it a D. Okay. Well, it's got a <laughs> for, D. for content, a B, but you know, just for humor, you know, for humor, uh, D. Wow. She wants a D. All right. Yep. Well, let's let's get into that well, Supergirl stuff. Yeah, I give it. Well, wait a minute. I, um. I give this one a, a B, and what's keeping it for giving me an, or me giving it an A is uh, mm. the um, the Chloe character, like you yes. said, Daryl. Yeah, she's, no, you're right. She's like the wet blanket of the show. I mean, everybody she, else seems to be having is. fun and kind of like. Yes. Um, she's the Debbie Downer. She's yes. the Debbie Downer. Yeah, she's the Debbie right. Downer, and she kind of bring. And if it weren't for her, I would give this show a solid A. Yeah, but totally. Because of her, I just um. I just I can't. She's she's super downer on the show, so I it, it knocks it down to a B for me. I'm liking the fact they're going like we said. The more they lean on the the Lucifer and the mythology story, and the less they lean on the procedural, it seems to be a better show. And so far, they've been doing that. And, uh, I think it's been a good mix of the two. So hopefully, they'll keep it up. But yes, let's move on to Supergirl season premiere, season two, episode one. This is called The Adventures of Supergirl. Uh, obviously a nod to Adventures of Superman, which was the TV show Superman starred in years and years ago with George Reeves. By the way, there are Easter eggs galore in this episode. Yes. Um, just to name a few. 
Um, Lena Luthor talks about the the big thing her brother tried to do in California, mm-hmm. which is a reference to Superman One. Cat Grant's new uh, assistant is named Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> yeah. She yelled. I know when she yelled, Miss Tessmacher. I'm like, oh and my if god! You didn't catch it. She does it again often, so you will catch it eventually if you didn't catch it the first time. But I, you know, I wonder if people didn't see you know, the original. But all the little nods seem sure. to be to the Christopher Reeve Superman, like. Um, the fact, you know, like the way, even the way that Tyler Hoechlin is playing Clark Kent, you know, he's playing mm-hmm. the klutzy Clark Kent and the, you know, uh, you know, talking to Mr. White and he's all flustered, you know, saying, you know, but you say great seasons go, sir. And that's not exactly current, you know, hello, yeah. hello. I'm um, glad they didn't make him too awkward though. Cause I no. never liked that about the Donner Superman that he was so awkward to the point of like, couldn't even function as a person. Right. Almost. Well, one of the many, one of the many like good one-liners that him and Su- and him and Supergirl have, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, "Boy, you really got that klutzy thing down." And he goes, "Well, most of that's natural." Like he admits mm-hmm. that he's actually, he was Superman is actually kind of klutzy, you know, in in real life. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. There were a lot of little lines like that all through here too. Oh you know, yeah, that's a lot. You know, that's I used to change lot. his diapers. You really didn't have to tell them. That, that was awesome. You know? <laughs> she said yes, I did. She said yes, I did. She said yes, I did. Um, the premiere of this episode picks up right where the finale left off with Kara and Martian Manhunter. And by the way, I'm glad they're using him a lot more, it seems. Um, they fly to the crash site of the pod they found, the Kryptonian pod. And what was inside? And who called it, everybody? Give me my due. Come on. Give me my problem. Oh, yeah, you called it. I you totally did. called I, it. It was yeah. Mon-El. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, one, I was like, guess what? You know what I think? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> no, it was you, Jim. It was you, Jim. It was Monel sleeping. Yeah. They take him back to the DEO headquarters, and they can't really run too many tests on him because, uh, you know, you know, they can't put any needles into him. He, he seems to be Kryptonian in nature, just like the pod was. Um, Kara has uh, the the whole CW subplot. Let's get that out of the way first. There's yes. like a whole CW subplot in this episode of Kara trying to find herself now. Lord um, have mercy. And then dumping Jimmy for. Can someone explain yeah, that, that to was me? Such a Can someone explain that why she did that? I, I'm lost on that. I'm not happy. I'm that totally was, lost on why that happened. Oh, I know why they did it. I know I mean, why. Well, they I did. mean, writing-wise, I know why. Right. Cynically, I know why. It didn't make sense, though. It didn't, didn't make, make sense, sense for the characters no. to do that at all. Her explanation was just... I don't know, man. Because, again, the C- what is the biggest problem with these with the Berlanti fe- uh, shows? They cannot write relationships. They just don't know how to write relationships well. And, and so they just... You know, like they either punt it very quickly without good reason, which they did here, or they or they attempt to do it and give it so many problems that don't make sense. Like they make up obstacles of why the the couple should fight and not and then break up. That is just so, and or they make them so annoying to the point where both their brain their brains become just mush. Yeah. And they can't function uh, in in during uh, episodes, and to the point where people just can't stand them being together anymore. And then they eventually break them up. That, that's the thing. They, other than that, they can't. There has not been one been successful relationship in any of the Berlani shows so far, or well written relationships in the Berlanti universe so far. I haven't seen one. The most devoted relationship I could think of would have been Nissal Ghoul and uh, um, White Canary. Yeah. So what did they do with that? 
Nothing. They, they, so they separated they them and, right. and gave took her, her League of Assassins away from her and put the other one on Le- League of Legend or um, Legends of Tomorrow. So right, exactly. Um, so yeah, they take Monel back there. Uh, Win is there, and I guess over the weekend, just for fun, he taught himself Kryptonian. Yeah, he got. It. They needed to get him away from uh, from Cactuo. From the Pekaka. Yeah, they need to get away from that. So he conveniently ends up taking a job with the DEO by the end of the episode. Yeah. He he comes he becomes redundant with with him and Jimmy. Like you don't need him and Jimmy in the same right place. Because they're kind of just especially when she's putting Jimmy in the friend zone now too. Mm-hmm. So now Wynn is kind of moving out of that position and he's off doing his own thing now. He's he's a part of the of uh, Star Labs or whatever, not Star Labs of um, the DEO. DEO. So now he can do that. Like right. he'll have more, in, you know, he'll have other stories and interesting stories with that. But now Jimmy is kind of going to be playing that that part of. of well, yeah, life. I mean, not to get to the news segment too quick, but we also heard that he's going to be the Guardian. Yeah, yeah, down the road, which is cool. Another great Metropolis hero. Um, you know, from another Jimmy. secret I can't, I can't tell. I can't, I can't, I can't tell her. I can't her. let her know my secret. I can't, I can't let her know what I love. Um, Even if she doesn't want to be with me anymore. Cat Grant gives Kara 48 <laughs> hours to figure out what the hell she wants to do with her life. Gee, what a dilemma. I get to choose yeah. whatever I want, every job I want. Oh, no. Man, I want problems like that. Me too. When am white I going to get that kind problem. of problem? White girl problems are Fantasy white, white girl, girl problems. Problem. I know a lot of white girls that don't have that problem, okay? <laughs> no, it's a, a CW white girl, white girl problem. This and is, then, uh, this is a Berlanti universe white girl like, problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this one this, time, mm-hmm. they ran out of pumpkin spice latte syrup, and Ooh. it was like the horror, for real. Oh, oh, <laughs> yoga goodness. pants are on sale, and they ran out because they were all discounted. No, they ran out in my size. Jim, okay, let's not. This is not oh. a laughing matter. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, I mean they were there. They just weren't my size. <laughs> I almost expected to hear that. Um, I don't want to wait for this life oh, yes! to be like that's like the quintessential yeah, CW man. song for me. Yeah. I hate that song. Did. Did. Of all the cowboys gone, you know. But anyway, um, Cat Grant gives her forty-eight hours to figure out what the hell. What do you want to do with your? Can I life? ask? I thought she knew she was Supergirl. Mm, I did yeah, too. She I did too, but, but she keeps like oh, not. I could have sworn yeah. the last season. Yeah, but she the end of last season. Much admitted too. that she knew that Kara was Supergirl. Yeah, I thought, and so that's too. why she, and that's why she told her, "You, you have, you're meant for better." Right. So now it looks like they're reneging on that. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe she just doesn't want her to know that she knows. You know what I mean? It kind of gives her plausible She kind of says it, though, didn't she kind of say it to her? Yeah, she was pretty much in your face. Like, yeah, like she... I'm, a, I'm an investigative reporter, Kara. You didn't think I'd really believe your little, oh, i got to fly off at every moment's notice. She said, um, so she saw something in the news, she was like, go. So <laughs> she, she does know. I'm saying, like, I... She does know. I don't know. It seems to be a point of contention. Yeah. Um, but she, not only her other problem is that she has to have her first date with a you know incredibly good-looking, physically fit, intelligent dude mm-hmm. who is single and not gay. You know, mm-hmm. which again, you know, another CW problem, right? Yeah. But uh, just as they're about to have their first date, a uh, a plane, a, the first uh, interspatial uh, jetliner. Has problems. Someone sabotaged it, and it's about to crash. Uh, shades of Superman one 
and uh, and some totally. returns. I mean, they totally. both use the same thing as one of their set pieces. <sighs> or no, it was Superman two, wasn't it? Oh, no, Superman what? two what? was the uh, Eiffel Tower, right? Superman oh, was right, was right. He said yeah. Eiffel Tower. I did. <laughs> I don't even know why you're laughing, but okay. Um, Supergirl flies off to save the day, but we also see there's another guy talking to Perry White on the phone who is also there to lend a helping hand. Right. Tyler Hawkland is Superman. And I love the I love the talk between them, you know? It's like, uh, this looks like a job for both of us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. And then afterwards, you know, Kara's like, I always wanted to team up with you. And she, and he's like, me too. And they're just like real happy to be, you know, be around each other, which is cool. I'm glad, you know, it's like that. Um, they arrive at the DEO. There's some beef between Superman and John that we find out about later is over kryptonite. Um, I guess John named it Kryptonite. Him and Superman. I guess Superman used to work with the DEO quite a bit. Right. John's and, man. They made John kind of a kind of a wet blanket. Well, he was just the only one who wasn't gushing over Superman. Like all the rest, like when. But I mean, throughout the like, even when they brought him in, like they brought not him in, but they brought uh, Monel in. Like I get, like I'm all for the security thing, but he just kind of was like. Uh, somebody's got to be like the fo- the uh, you know the, bar- yeah. the father figure you know like yeah, yeah. Yeah. you've gone over the line this time. Have reservations yeah. like that though. I mean, especially in this kind of organization. No, no, no. I totally yeah. expect. I totally oh. expect it, but the way he delivered it was like, yeah, he's dangerous. And well, then true. the way he delivered it to to Gwen, like uh, to win about the learner, you know, knowing Kryptonian and the way he's like, oh, you know. Yeah, you let's see what you can do better than all my uh experience technicians, yeah. Yeah, it, it was kind of like it was a little diff I could see a little bit of difference in in the way that they wrote them this season as opposed to last season. Like he kind of well, lightened kinda, up. Yeah, he's kind of like their Nick Fury though. He's got to be gruff. You know? Yeah, well they put the gruff back in. Maybe that was yeah. something that they felt he was a little too nice okay. towards the end Maybe. of the season. <laughs> This, um, I mean, there should be a heavy on these kind of teams. There should be somebody naysaying and doubting and cynical. Yeah. And well, you know what? Now that you have Superman on on the show more, I think now you have to make him the the heavy. He's like the dad. <laughs> like they kind of had to make John the more than that now. Yeah. I kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I was really pleased with the way that they played them as equals. I thought. I didn't think. I mean, Superman is better known and more famous you know, than Supergirl. No, 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 not Super Superman. I'm talking about John. Oh, yes. okay. Being yeah. the dad, he's like kind yeah. of the. He kind of is in that role, yeah. Yeah, they put, he kind of moved back more into the dad role now right. that because you can't because you have Superman now there, and Superman is more. They write him as her peer. Right. So you have the superpowered peer. I was glad they did that too. By the way. Well, yeah, you. Because we I knew, about, like, I hope they don't make it all about her, and he's just kind of like a side thing. Yeah, you're right. They gave them both equal kind of billing, yeah. and you know, she, he's infamous, and he has been for a while. But he does. It doesn't seem like he's like, oh, what's up, little cousin, or you know, it's mutual admiration society. I believe. Yeah, I think that they were so. That's what they were worried about criticisms if they let him come in there and just be the, you know, the 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 experienced hero taking over. I think they've kind of, right? 
it, it's a good I guess it was good to have it that he doesn't he won't work hand in hand with the DEO because of the kryptonite thing so that's a good excuse to make it so that he will help her oh, yeah. not help but him. he won't Right, right. and that keeps him out of the DEO storylines and stuff. Exactly. I thought exactly. that was good. And the backstory was cool, too, that him and Superman used to work together. Right. Um, John found a cache of kryptonite. He realized what it did to Superman, and he even named it kryptonite, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he says. But they are at loggerheads over the fact that John kept the kryptonite, and Superman wants him to get rid of it, and you know, because it can be used against him, obviously. But but John has a point, man. They have, they've run into other kryptonians. You know, they've needed yeah. that kryptonite but, but crap. But Superman has a point, too. This is my, my life, and this is the life of my family member. Yeah, that's right. So they, you can see both sides. That's the exactly. best kind of person, right? You can, but yeah, yeah, but you, you, he'll, he'll, I think he'll renege a little bit later. Because, like, Superman had to, exp- I mean, remember, I remember when Batman had a perfect example of that. Like, you, you, you know, what happens when someone takes your mind, your mind over or something or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah Superman has had mind control, been mind controlled so many times. Exactly. Probably most famously in Hush, I would think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When Superman. So you can't. Uh, so you can't come out and say that you're always going to be you. Like it, it, right. there'll be times when you won't. And could you live with yourself if you wind up hurting somebody? Plus, they just got uh, done like repelling the the advanced force of a, a supposed Kryptonian invasion. Mm-hmm. You know, they need some sort of leverage against that, you know, even if they never planned in a, in a million years to use on Superman or Supergirl. Exactly. Now, the only problem I would have, and I agree with Superman on that, is you're not, John, you're not always in charge. Like, they just, you just went through a whole thing where you, you know, you had to leave. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else gets in charge and they're one of those people that hates all aliens, then uh-huh. that's dangerous. Now, if he did something where. It's set up where only Johns can get to it, or the trusted few can get to it, like Johns or maybe, um, you know, Kara's sister or somebody like that. Hmm? And if somebody overtakes their judgment, and then now they have access to it. That's true. Too. Risks, That's true too. Unless you uh-huh. make it that they all. President Luthor. Yeah. What happens That's when true. President Luthor happens? You know. That's true. Um. Anyway. Uh, Clark goes with Kara to the Cat Go office, and it turns out Cat Grant has a huge crush on Clark. And uh, she asks him if things are working out between him and Lois. Mm-hmm. So in this mythos, uh, him and Lois are dating, but they're not married. Right. So they're just they, living in sin. They're just, yeah, couch crashing. Um, <laughs> while they're investigating the failed launch, the DEO discovers the only person that wasn't on the flight that was supposed to was Lena Luthor. My big new crush. Oh my god, that woman is gorgeous. She hot though, right? Oh my goodness. And wow. she's adopted. Yeah, and she's adopted, <laughs> right? Like like Loki. <laughs> I think in Smallville, if I remember right, because I was a fan of Smallville. I think she he later in, on in Smallville he has a sister too, and I think she's adopted as well. Hmm. They might have kept that. Well, she's this because damn, Katie, she, Katie McGrath is a handsome a hot, lady. She was the one from Long. If you you watched Longmire at all, you ever watched that? No, I see. I saw her on the uh, Merlin show on the BBC. She played Morgana. Okay. On the BBC oh, yeah. series Merlin, yeah. I think there's like two seasons. Well, on the, Netflix. if you ever see Longmire, the one that plays Longmire's daughter, that's the, who played uh, uh, Lex's sister. Yeah, her name's Katie McGrath. That's the name of the actress. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, 
She was supposed to be on the flight that crashed. It was the only seat that was empty. And it makes her a suspect. Clark and Kara show up. And uh, I love the scene where she looks out the window and both of them like kind of do the thing with their glasses where they're using mm-hmm. their vision. <laughs> yeah, a nice little... That was a nice little touch. Um, Clark, you know, has obvious distrust of Luthor's, but she cooperates and gives them evidence that helps with their investigation. Um, she's, you know, said she's trying to step out of her family shadow about all that business in California. Yeah. Which is a nice reference to, uh, you know, what happened to Superman, uh, the movie. Um, but, you know, and Kara kind of identifies with that in a way, you know what I mean? Like trying to make a first start out of the shadow of her, you know, of her mm-hmm. more famous brother or cousin or whatever in this case. She's trying to step out on her own. Um, it was, it was a nice little thing there. Um, it turns out Lex Luthor hired John Corbin, which is a name familiar to, uh, um, comic book fans as, you know, and we'll find out at the end of this episode, Metallo, um, to kill his sister Lena because she's trying to, you know, take over the, the corporation and make it, you know, Elcor. Another um, small, not Smallville, but a, the Superboy, uh, show from way back when, uh, that. that one of the things oh, was the storyline is the same storyline. Hmm? Oh no, that was I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it was the same, same, pretty much the same storyline where they oh. hired Corbin to, to take out, uh, you know, I think he, something like he to fake it like he was going to kill Lex, but it was really oh. you to try to, to to get the you know to get the American people to like Lex more. So that that was their way of trying to do that. Uh, Corbin tries to use some uh, drones. By the way, the scene where he got the drones. Who would uh-huh. be dumb enough to leave them loaded while you're showing the guy how they work? Yeah, that was dumb. I was like, this guy deserves to die. That's stupid. That was dumb. <laughs> but he uses these remote-controlled drones to try to take down Lena Luthor's helicopter. Uh, but Superman and Supergirl join forces again and, and, and stop him. Um, there's a really great scene here where Superman blocks the shots and uh, Heat Vision's one of the drones and then, like, winks at the family. Right. And, and the family's like... Uh, it's not safe here anymore. We got to move back to Gotham, uh, <laughs> which yeah, was pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I was surprised they were even allowed to say Gotham in this episode. Yeah, that's all they can do. Um, they uh, they were able to save the day. Supergirl saves uh, you know Lena in her helicopter, even though her pilot gets shot or whatever. And uh, Kara is like still struggling with choosing a vocation and her relationship to James. So we get like another CW moment where Kara mm-hmm. goes to see Cat, and Cat's not calling her Kara anymore. Did you notice that? Uh huh. He calls her Kira. She calls her Kira again. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're young, brilliant. You have the world at your feet." You know, and she uses this analogy of you know standing on the shore, afraid to dive in. And she is. You know, it's a it's a nice speech. Um, it was kind of funny and inspiring, and. uh I wonder if, I mean, Calista Flockhart's supposed to leave the show, I heard, so. Yeah, or she's supposed to be scarce. So that's yeah, what I heard. Well, okay. Um, the next day in the, uh, the same plaza, it looked like they used in Vancouver to film most of the Flash Plaza stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it looked very familiar. I'm like, oh, yeah. That looks like where they had Flash Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> back in episode, episode, or season two. Uh, you know, Luthor has a ceremony to rename uh, Luther uh, Corporation to Elcor. Uh, and as expected, Corbin shows up. Of course. He, he tries to kick, um, and he sets off bombs in a nearby building to keep Superman and Supergirl busy while he goes after Lena. 
But Alex is also there and has a really good fight scene with him, like Black Widow style, like a lot of leg locks and, and flips. Like mm-hmm. that was, I was impressed by the choreography on that. You know, um, Corbin, you know, is holding his own, but she's like starting to kick his ass. Um, Supergirl realizes uh, with Wind's help is able to stabilize the building by you know welding some uh, uh, girders on a, a supporting beam with her uh, heat vision. Um. Corbin is put down when Lena manages to shoot him in the back. Which is kind of a surprise that Lena would, like, pull out a gun and shoot him. Yeah. I kind of expect her to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know what was going she'll have that dark pat. Like, she, she's a... I expect her to do something, kind of. Hmm. I expected, like, um, like Hank Henshaw to have Alex's back more than I expected her, or maybe, you know, Clark or Kara to show up, but... Um, there's a nice scene about, uh, you know, Clark and Kara hanging out together and they're just kind of talking and, you know, Kara, um, hanging out with him. Uh, she makes up her mind about what she wants to do. She wants to be a reporter and Kat pulls out a folder, uh, on her resume when she applied like two years ago or whatever it was and wrote reporter on it. It was almost like a magic trick, you know, like, huzzah, I chose what your what? thing was all this time uh, to which, you know, <laughs> Uh, look what I can do. Huzzah. <laughs> Show me the card that's in your back pocket. <laughs> so, and then after that, Kara ends the uh, the thing with James, puts him f- firmly in the friend zone. And uh, I found that, like... Oh, oh James, I know I've wanted to be with you all this time, and you're just too nice to me, and you... You know, and you don't... You, you want me to do what I want to do, and you don't... St- you never try to stop me from being Supergirl, and they should have just played the the Dawson's Creek song right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it's, it's like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for something to give me a reason. Like there's still no reason. I just feel different. Yeah, I that's just, exactly my problem. There was no motivation for yeah. it. There was you know? none. I was like, why is she doing this? You know, why are they better off as friends? You know, yeah. we spent all of last season finally getting these two to admit how they feel about each other. They're mm-hmm. finally about to hook up, and then this happens. Right. We even did that dumbass thing where um you know they're about to kiss for the first time and he gets under mind control with that um right psych. that Kryptonian right. yeah that Kryptonian plan it's like what ah uh, psych right um, it's not not <laughs> the stinger of the episode shows John Corbin's body like up on a rack with all these kind of tubes and wires running out of it and a woman is saying well you have two choices I could either turn off your respirator and let you die. Or I can make you something more than human. Blink once if you want to live. And he blinks. And uh, she says, you know, John Corbin dies today. From now on, you will be known as Metallo. Or something along those lines. And then she says, welcome to Cadmus. And why did they play Rob Zombie right there? Why didn't they just throw in more human right there? Fuck it out. What? On the show. Oh, you know, it's funny. Lex had hired Metallo in the animated version, too. Yeah. To steal something secretly. To steal... Uh, first, he, he had to steal a... Uh, one of those mandroid-looking things. Those those big armored, uh, you know, armored robots. And then he was supposed to steal, like, some other thing with that. Like, it was all supposed to be a secret thing with, with Lex. Ooh. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. That was the first step. That was the first two. I was a movie. They did it. It was a, uh, they put like the three episodes together. 
uh, when they first aired the animated Superman the animated version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something out when Superman is in the mix. Usually, Metallo is the first person they go for to deal yeah. with him. Because he was originally in the animated series, just uh, he was John Corbin. He was like Luth- right. Luthor's uh, like undercover right hand man kind of guy. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's I remember that animated series so good. Um, it had some cool lines from Cat this episode. Uh, Miss Tashmacher brings her a salad and says, she says, no, this isn't sprinkled with ranch. This lettuce is drowning. It's floating in a sea of ranch like little Kate Winslet's in Titanic. Yeah, that was, uh, that and was good. She, and she also said about Miss Tashmacher, she cries more than Halle Berry at award shows. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, were also, uh, they also name-dropped Intergang and Cordo Maltese in this episode as well. Both of which are DC staples. Mm-hmm. So that was the Adventures of Supergirl. Uh-huh. What'd y'all think? Hey, uh-huh. I dug it. I like the way they made Superman so freaking human. Like I like this Superman. I was prepared to hate him because of like he looks all CW ish, but I like him. I just like them. Yeah, I gave it a B. I gave it a B. I enjoyed it. They can get out of here with that. Oh, um, you don't need to be with Jimmy because this and that. No, that was just dumb. That was just dumb. That was that was CW nonsense. That was some CW stuff. Yeah, instead I, of just right, like all you had to do is just instead of that, just say, um, everything's cool. Still dig you. Right. A lot of things going on this week. I just need a little space. Let's just I need let's just take a little break. Let's put this on pause. It's not you, Jimmy. <laughs> let's put this on pause. I don't want you to hook up with nobody else because I still like you, right? Okay. But let's pause this for a minute and let me kind of figure out what I'm, you know, I'm doing a new job and all this kind of stuff. Let me just figure that out and then we'll we'll get back to this, you know, right. like we'll, we'll get back to this. Adult stuff. It's what adults do, like all the time. Happens all the time, and and it's not a big deal. Don't you don't need a you don't need a, a a soundtrack of Dawson's Creek to play in the background. Doesn't need to be tears at the end of the conversation. Just a simple thing. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to this later. Right. Yeah. It seemed, yeah. Like dumping him in the friend zone seemed kind of extreme. Yeah. I, Considering I just, the situation, you know, just you know, I just need a few days, man. I just got to sort some shit out. You know, I know. Yesterday, I was all trying to get up in there. But to, a day passes, and now I feel different. It makes no sense. It oh. makes her come off as as. It, in fact, like I don't know. It 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 makes when they do that to women. It no, makes yeah, it makes them like come off. About her feeling like she's like she's flighty, right. and she, you know she's not loyal. She's she has some kind of defect in her emotional makeup that she exactly. can't. Exactly, like that makes them so indecisive, and it and it almost it wow. it it, it, it kind of you know takes them back. Yeah, no, like you're right. it, 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 yeah, it makes them seem like they're not you know mature enough to deal with things. Like they, I, so they don't need to do it that way. She's a, she's a grown woman. Just just tell them. He knows all your freaking secrets. I mean, like what, like. There's no need to be like that now. Just, just talk right. to him. Tell him. So I, 
hate that with the CW. Yeah. That's the one I, thing in the Berlanti verse that I cannot stand yeah. is the way they write relationships. It's just and terrible. And that's why I only give it an A minus because I, I really dug the I, I like the version of Superman. I love them together. It was just like it reminded me of like a really well written like issue of DC Comic Presents. You know where. Superman teams up with Supergirl, you know, and uh, or like Marvel team up or any of these games or um, comics I love back in the day, you know. It just had a really cool light feel like that. Like it was Silver Agey, but without being hokey, just in its optimism and hopefulness and stuff. Um, yeah. At least, well, at least for me. Stuff that you allow because it's fun. But yeah. yeah. But as yeah, Daryl, but as Daryl puts out, puts out, and I totally mm. agree, the the CWness of it. Out ruins it for me it takes it from an yeah. a plus down to an a minus for me because yeah. the the whole you know you know him her, her throwing him in the friend zone her like you know having everything having the you know the 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 best problem anybody could ever have like having unlimited opportunity and having that be your problem and her right. wasting so much time in this episode on it it just left me cold so that's right. that's why i have to give it an a minus yeah because you didn't need it Right, You're, it didn't need it. It was a it was a tight, tight, well-written episode without it. You know? I just feel like, and it's you know, it's the same bullshit we had to deal with with Elicity and Arrow. Yep, yep. And it's the same bullshit with Barry and Iris over in the Flash. You know, and then the same dumb stuff with Kendra and and uh, um, and Ray over in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's just like, like I we're together. We're not together. We're together. We're yeah. not together for no good like, reason. You know, just they break Felicity up with people all the time. Like she always comes off as the as the flighty and and sometimes jerk of the relationships she's in because they never give a good reason why she breaks up with anybody. Yeah, like her her the way she broke up with with uh, with Ray. Yeah. It was horrible. Like you, you built her up before she got with Oliver. She was independent, strong, defiant when needed to be, quirky, funny, which she's back to now. But lighthearted, she, yeah, the lighthearted. lighthearted yeah, but but not, but not uh, someone that she wasn't a doorknob though. Like she would speak her mind. She would she would be she would stand up for herself. She could be all that. But then they would write her like, Oh, but Oliver and like the way that she did Ray, like there was just no even a time frame. Like it was just one minute it was like I'm with Ray. Love Ray. And then two seconds later, she's jumping on a plane saying deuces and having sex with Oliver. Like you make her you you diminish her character some when you make when you write them like that because that's not how she was she she was a much better person than that much more independent person yes and much much more more kinder and and more more confident too more confident and in touch with her feelings one hand on a vine and she's not going to jump from that vine until she makes sure that next vine is secure and then she's gone because she's she's more adjusted to life than oliver is oliver's the one who's the mess like he's the one that never had a had a, a a good relationship before that was his first so True. it just you know like i i don't know what the deal is in the polani verse but somebody needs to come in there who can write relationships and be like well let me handle that part you do all the other stuff but let me write those parts and i understand the need you know for characters to have relationships to kind of give the characters a third dimension or whatever but to 
write it this poorly and like you yeah. know on again off again for really no good reason and like i guess i said it's not just this show like you say daryl it's like most of the brilliant shows yeah like, give me something it's distracting something. from the parts that we do like you know totally is because it, when you start to diminish the characters themselves because of their actions that's when you hurt the show right when you do something like that like exactly. it's just uh it's just too much i like they need to really look at that and and kind of Maybe, it just, I, you know, and I'm the dude saying that, like, yeah. like I, you know, like it, it's so blatant that I see it, like the way they wrote Hawk Girl. I don't want to see, I don't want to date anybody. I just lost the guy that I didn't even know that I knew, who hmm. turns out to be my husband over centuries right. as we die and come back. Next episode. Hey Ray. Hi Ray. Hi. I want to get you. What up? What you doing? <laughs> like, I know. I know. I know. Like, what? Like, where you get that from? Like, hold on, hold on, chill out. Why are you turn her into this character? Like, she was not that character yesterday. Like, right. what? What are you doing? Let's get it together. Drama, drama. forced drama is what it Forced. is. And you know. This is all these snuggy shows. This is this is you, Daryl. This is what you make. Oh, listen, oh, listen. You don't be going after my snug. They my snuggy shows don't do it like that. Um, they do my, it any which way they want because my, they just drama. Mm-mm, mm-mm. My snuggy shows, they get in their relationships. They break up for a reason. They don't break up next episode because nothing. Sometimes they just die. Like boom, out of the blue, they gone. Well, then death. That's different. You nothing you can do about that. You know, that just, yeah, but then, like three, four people die during the season. Were you supposed to think death just like on holiday killing everybody in the show? Come on, shut up. It's dangerous in them worlds, though. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, I hope they get it together because I, I see some positive things with with Supergirl. Like I do, I see some really positive things with Supergirl. I hope they maintain that. But the little stuff that I don't like, I see that still you know what there. I liked? What? What I liked was that joyful super wardrobe montage that was like so was crazy it was, it was i was like this is a girl this is a show about a girl it's <laughs> she's a cute fashionable 20 something year old listen, girl listen I like it, it. and we are just as bad when it's the first date and we really like a girl too we get we get like that too where we try to figure out what outfit we're gonna wear we ain't no better we just don't have we don't get a montage with music but just, we when we really like a girl it we we know better I just thought it was funny that, you know, she went to all this trouble and everything, and, like, he showed up with uh, like, pot, pot stickers and pizza. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it even worse, because he knows her. Like, yeah. he knows her favorite foods. He's trying to... He's supportive. It's yeah. like, he knows I hate probably, you, James. Yeah. You know what? You, you treat me too good. Like, you, you are putting out the stereotype. Huh? Go ahead. You know, after all that whole conversation we just had, uh-huh. just and listening to you guys' take and I think I think we're we're kind of veering away from the fact that she's twenty something. And James is way more mature for whatever reason. He's a mature, he's established, he's got a profession. He knows what he wants in life and he's had a stable relationship. She's not that girl. So she's probably like super freaking intimidated. So just talking with you guys, I She's she's fun. Okay, she's so Jerry, you know what you just did though? You just came up with a better plot to explain 
what happened, breaking them up. You just gave a better reason for breaking them up than what they did. Yeah. If you had wrote that, that she no, said, that was you know in the what? script. If that had been in the script, I would have been fine with that. But it wasn't. No, I agree. That with you. There's a lot of vague reasons, and, and I mean, right, and if right. But I'm putting put them all the... together. If I was CSI, I would have put all that stuff together, and she's like, she's just too young. I would and agree with you. I would agree with you, but that's something your sister would say to you. Your sister would say, "He is older. He's been in relationships before. You have not. This is new for you. You're not ready." And I could, and then I would love it if she said to her sister. Shut up. I know what I'm doing. Right? And then That's she tries crazy. to have this relationship with him, and it doesn't feel right because she doesn't get it yet. She's not ready for that yet. And she has this conversation with him. Hey, like, instead of wasting all the time they wasted with the will they won't they last season, because they could have did that last season, where they do try to date and stuff, and she just has a hard time with it to the point where she has to say, James, you're in a place that I'm not at yet. Yeah. Like you you're you're there. You're you're in the love stage. I'm just Wait, I'm in the hmm? I'm about to blow your mind. Go ahead. She wouldn't achieve that state because none of us know what the crap we're doing at that age. We we're not even that self aware to even get to that point logically. Especially not for worlds and trying to figure out a career path forever, ever. She wouldn't get to that point. She's not ready. But you could show us through the conversations with her sister, like not being able to deal with it, and then you can have them kind of okay. have little conflicts with each other to the point there, where there James. Ways, there ways that, you would get there's so them, yeah. many ways. There are ways there's, that could have fit in the story very easily that would have yes. put a little, little different cast on this and make it just mm-hmm. not seem so out of nowhere and for no real motive. You know what I, I mean? could even I would have even loved you do some well, something where James it. goes with James goes I left my girl for you and she goes whoa whoa hold up hold up son or even the scene with Cat Grant where she's like you know it's obvious you you have you know you and James or whatever right she like even Cat Grant is able to see that her and James are attracted to each other right I mean it could have come from it could have been part of that pep talk even it's like look you know you're obviously James has been around the block a little more than you. You know, he has more experience in these kind of things. And I don't know if you're ready for that kind of, especially now, you know, in the time. If somebody could have just summed it up, even with a little bit of exposition, I would have lived with that a lot better than her just having some vague reason for throwing him in the friend zone. Because you have two mature women, right, in your lives, right? She has both of them. Use them. Mm-hmm. There's no way that your friend, like we, like I don't. Sometimes you want. I wonder, do the people that write the show? Do y'all? You have friendships, right? Where's like, her mom? You know, her mom was there. With all of the this. Of, her mom was all there at this. the end of last season. Right. Almost, like almost later. You girl, your homegirl is going to tell you some stuff. Like if she sees something Can not I working. The obvious. Can I state the obvious here real quick? What this kind? is episode one of this season. You're right. Because that mm-hmm. happened doesn't mean this whole storyline's just resolved. Okay. It's not because you know what's going to happen. You know, you, and I hope I'm wrong, but you know what I see what's going to happen. He is going to do this thing, becoming guardian. That is going to he's going to pull away from Kara. Kara is going to take it the wrong way and yep. say he doesn't care about her anymore. What or whatever. Or he's busy she, doing. Or he's busy with someone else, even though right, he's not right. actually being the guardian. They're going to throw another woman in the show. She's going to assume. Or there might might start being some kind of sparks. She's gonna get jealous about it. Her sister's gonna say something to her about it, like you let him go. And 
we're going to go the will you, won't you thing. And by the end of this season, she realizes that she wants to be with James again. And then something will stop that from happening. I hope I am totally wrong. But I can see them going for that all over. Or the, at some point, she'll find out James is the guardian in a life-threatening situation, and she'll realize how much she still loves him. Or she they did that on Arrow when Felicity was in danger, and that's right. Olive or the worst thing that could happen is she decides, you know what, let's try again. And then she finds out that he's the guardian and didn't tell her. And that's the thing where she's like, I can never forgive you right. because you, you lied to secret me. From me. And that's the thing that keeps them apart for another five, six episodes. Or All something. right, yeah, your speculation is dismal. I liked my explanation, and I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> we'll see who's right. Yeah, we we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see who's right. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're being joined now by Richard the Chub Toad Sheldon. How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing fantastic. You came back from the uh, the Flashpoint uh, timeline to tell us all what's going on. Yep. That's that's why you were late. You're in Flashpoint. Yep. We. That's, um, that's all you got. That's all you got. That's all you got for me, huh? Wow. Yep. This is why you get paid millions of dollars as a podcast. Right? <laughs> you gotta I, I throw it to you, and you the, got nothing. The, the okay. thing is, oh, I, I really appreciate that seven figure salary i get from hhwld and the taylor network of podcasts but uh, for some reason nobody will take the mr monopoly money they just won't do it they, it won't take that's uh, not my problem so my i'm problem. just saying is we may need to have a contract negotiation with I paid the, you, uh, hey dude i paid you in camel bucks okay i don't negotiate those are, le- those are legal you know tender. i still have it <laughs> Giant Ziploc bag full of Camel Bucks from way back when. Those, back are, when still I legal, those are still legal tender in Trinidad and Tobago. So wow. You know. uh, and apologies to our listeners in Trinidad. Dan, well, let, let him give his ratings. I was just going to give my ratings really uh, fast. Okay, can, you, can you please? Yeah. I was going to say Supergirl A minus, uh-huh. Lucifer B plus, uh-huh. and Gotham B minus. There. Okay, okay we okay. got it then. Got it. The national nightmare is over. <laughs> That's not till November 8th. (laughs) Three dead. Okay. All right. So, The Flash. Uh, 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 I'm going to keep saying it until you don't do that. (laughs) We're going to keep doing it. Well, we're going to be here all night then because I got a big old hard drive here. I can keep They will pull this podcast around. That's right. I will will reach back there with my sandal and beat every one of you. No! I have been at the Flash. Jumps on my side. <laughs> Season 3, Episode 2. It's called Paradox. Yeah. And why, pray tell? Well, Barry went through, as we found at the last, at the end of the last episode, and although he fixed the Flashpoint timeline, a lot of things are different in this new timeline. Let's start off with uh, Joe and Iris. They are uh, fighting and not speaking to each other because Joe never told Iris that her mom was alive all these years, which was a... Wasn't that a plot point last season? Before her mom yeah, died. They're yeah, they at that same point. Like, it right, happened. Right. They didn't make up, like, last time. And I like the way they started this episode with, like, Barry recapping everything for Felicity. Right. Yeah. That was and a good look. Felicity right. is like, who couldn't like you? You know, you're like pudding. Everybody likes pudding. Um, Cisco is mad at Barry because he, uh, his brother is, is dead uh, from a car crash, which is good because he was kind of a douche anyway. Yeah, he was a douche. I mean, I get him being sad, but they weren't that close. I you know Maybe in this well, timeline the they were. Yeah. Well, the whole point was that Cisco 
was was always good to his brother. His brother just wasn't good to him. By the way, I really liked the way he portrayed Cisco in this episode. I wasn't really fond of Cisco the way he was in this episode, but the way he played it and acted it oh, out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Really he, he was really, 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 yeah. Yeah, he looked yeah, hurt like for real. Yeah, like two different characters for real. But, yeah. but the sad face, though, I can't. Oh, yeah, we went did. from rich, yeah. we went from <laughs> rich, uh, rich, slightly douchey Cisco yeah. to overcome with grief Cisco. Yeah. He's kind of mad at Barry for not going back in the timeline and fixing it. He's like, oh, you'll mm. do it for your family, but not for mine. Right, you know. Right. No, and I, you got to understand that. I mean, like, why are you different? Why do you get to do your little time experiment when I right. lost somebody close to well, you? You're a piece of shit. Kind of true. Because he doesn't want to give him the truth, but once he finally gives him the truth that hey, this is, <laughs> that I screwed up the timeline. We went to a third alternate timeline, and then this one is this. And if I go and help you, so once he finally was able to explain it, it didn't make everything better, but no. it made it. Made everybody take more palatable. You mean, right. you mean you just gave the recap? I mean, he's supposed to do. Yeah, you just messed up the whole ending just, for all the listeners. The, oh, I'm sorry, I was just responding to what Miss Throat Punch said. So. Jim, go Let's ahead. Jim. Go another uh, another change. Baby Diggle is not not Sarah anymore. He's John. <laughs> yeah, backpack baby got a guy. So got now backpack baby's got the right gender. It doesn't have to be little Diggle. It can be John. Oh. I mean, so and, so now. We can make way for the Baby Diggle Power Hour. That's right. (laughs) Baby Diggle Backpack Power Hour. On Cartoon Network. On Cartoon Network. You got got half female, half female. Sarah or Little John, you know, it's still too young for you to just start assigning gender. Well, here's the interesting part, though. I mean, if you remember, you remember when the Legends went into the future and and, uh, Ollie with no arm? Yeah, yeah. John, there's John Diggle Jr. as the new sure was. So this was. Oh yeah, and I had so forgot this, about that. Yeah, this this timeline evidently was the same timeline the legends were in, or else John, it wouldn't have been John; it would have been Sarah, right? Yeah, it fixed itself. Yeah. Um, another change that I personally did not like at all is the addition of Barry's new, uh, uh, I guess, boss. He's sharing yeah. his uh, his lab with. Yeah, uh, Julian Dorn, uh, who's Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. Hey, you didn't like him? Oh, shit. I don't like the idea of... I don't think Barry needs someone up his ass about doing his job. You know what I mean? You don't I need don't, a foil. He doesn't no. need a foil. He has enough going on. He has enough yeah. people trying to kill him that he doesn't need someone badgering him at work, especially a pretentious British Malfoy, guy. Right. No, sure. I, I agree, but I, I don't know. I just... I think it's going to go somewhere good. That's just my opinion, though. Noted. I don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, didn't like that. I didn't really like the guy either, but I thought that was the whole point. We're not supposed to like oh, this yeah. guy. He's I, he's an well, annoying. Whole, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Well, his whole point is he's going to be the. He's just the. He's there just so that Barry had to has to hide his identity again. Like that's right. all he's there okay. for. Is well, this and reason. also. I mean, you're saying his supervisor. I didn't get the. Did they say that? Because I, I thought he was. No, just, he's not a supervisor. They have to I say thought he was meta. another another CSI who happens to specialize in meta. Yeah, they're the same. They're, they're, they have yep. the same kind of job title. Yeah. yeah, it's just that he has to hide his abilities now. He can't just like do super fast, you know, testing and all that kind of stuff. Now he has to kind of worry about that dude. No, fine. But, does he? I mean, this guy knows about metas. Does he really? I don't know. He's going to. I mean, How he's not going to tell I'm going to say he's going to find out. He I is. don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing either, though. Because Barry, all 
all of our characters in all of these shows have gotten just a little too nonchalant about their identity, about their hideouts, or their, quote, bat caves, whatever. But you know he's going to find out eventually before he dies. Oh, yeah. Hashtag a uh, party at the Arrow Lair. Worst exactly. kept secret ever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, what's this? Oh, Lair. Secret. Oh. Yeah. Well, I just upped the security on the Arrow Cave. Hello, uh-huh. I'm Malcolm Merlin. Ah, Oops. Let what me introduce you, you to our new secret feature. It's state of the art. It's the secret knock. Mm-hmm. So, what's the password? Yo, what's the password? You're new here. What's the password? His password is <laughs> Oliver. Possibly. Oliver, I gotta tell you something. Get on the line. Yeah. That's oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. No. After talking to Felicity, Barry tries to make everything right. He parent traps the hell out of his friends. He brings them all together under false pretenses, and that doesn't go very well because nope. they're interrupted by their cell phones that there's a new speedster Meta. spinning around in Central yeah. City. And who is it? But Edward Claris, the rival. Yeah. And yes. Flash is kind of like surprised to see him. Uh, and in his surprise, he gets blindsided by the guy who gave Clarice his powers, the new uh, the new big bad, Dr. Alchemy. Dun, dun, dun. Now, everybody, go ahead, let's guess. Who's Dr. Alchemy? I have a really good guess. You ready? I agree with you. You're a good guess. All right. It's Dr. Wells. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's Dr. Wells, because he... This never, universe, Dr. Wells. Yeah. Right. We never saw what happened to him in the Flashpoint. Never mentioned him. They never mentioned him. All they mentioned was that uh, uh, Cisco bought Star Labs and it went bankrupt. Are you talking about Earth-1 Wells, not Earth-2 with Jesse? I just said this universe is Wells. Scroll up to like two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, um, I'm sorry. Use your uninjured scroll finger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. He's using that finger for, for, never mind. Oh, Whoa! This universe carburetor on the, on the that we never saw. Like he didn't get murdered. So what happened to him? Right. Why is he not here at Star Labs? And uh-huh. you know, you know what happened with Thon. Thon already had the super speed to travel back through time, so he didn't need to possess Wells. Right. Uh, because I mean, uh, spoiler for Legends, we see him there with the, uh, his speed and being able to travel through time at will. Seemingly. Exactly. So he did not need to take on the the mantle of Wells or pretend to be Wells for as long as he did in this timeline. Right. He never, he didn't get stuck. And I'm thinking what happened was star labs had its little, you know, uh, mojo explosion or whatever. Uh, Wells right. was discredited and then has resurfaced as Dr. Alcorn. That's my theory anyway. Maybe. And I, uh, you know, I hope I haven't spoiled it, but that's just my theory that I've worked I, out. I, I, I think, think that's, so I think that's a, a pretty solid theory there. I mean, um, it fits. Um, Barry doesn't isn't able to apprehend the rival in the first um, um, thing, and uh, he's but the rival wants revenge on Barry for ruining his life by resetting the timeline, which is weird because didn't he already have like a life like we saw him in the last episode? He was laying in bed with a wife and like is he that mm-hmm. addicted to the speed force? I mean, well, it seems like he showed him something where he had the speed. He was jealous that he didn't have the. He didn't grow up having that speed right. or something. Because remember, he was like, right, well, the speed, the speed. He, yeah, he, just... he comes and finds uh, Dr. Alchemy to get the speed back from him. Right. Um, Clarice's appearance is connected with these human husks they've been finding all around Central City. They have like four or five of them. Yeah. One, one of them matched Clarice's DNA. But it's not really explained what the husks have to do with Alchemy giving back uh, the powers to everybody. I mean, 
do people shed their old skin when they get their power back, or are they making like some kind of clone copy? Or wait, when when they when he used that machine on Wells when he killed them the first time, did it leave a husk when he switched bodies? I don't remember. I remember he took on his likeness. I don't know if they left behind. Well, no. I, what I remember was there was like an almost mummified, skin-covered skeleton left that was almost wasted away. That's what I mean. So like a bit of husk, yeah. What, you, what if it's something like that, where he's taking the? Could be. If they're using that machine, whatever that machine right. was. Or it could be a byproduct of like whatever alchemy is using to give people their powers. Right. You know, right? Like they, I mean, they shed like their their right. older skin and grow a new one or whatever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll find could, out the, as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, I mean, it could be like a a cocoon type situation. You know, like that that they he cocoons them so they heal up. You know, because a lot of them are dead or whatever. You know, so it's a cocoon, and then they when they're ready, they emerge. It could be. I mean, it could it, be. A theory is as good as any. Yeah. Um, Back at Star Labs, Iris shows Barry the video of him and Clarice talking, and it's like, you know, look, I know something's up, and our relationship, uh, I like his line, he said to Felicity, both times I've kissed Iris, have been erased from time. Oh, yeah. yeah erased from history. Um, that made me sad. Yeah. Yeah, so you got a third time's a charm. Yeah, so anyway, she warns him that their relationship won't stand a chance to be lost. Yeah, she said, if you want some of this, you better tell me the truth. You better be truthful. You better tell be truthful. the truth. Tell the truth. So Barry's like, look, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I think I can fix this. And he goes to try to fix the timeline again. Like an idiot. And Jay Garrick literally pulls him by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> and, yo, spank yo. Him. and lays him on the ground and says, put these clothes on. We got to talk, boy. Yeah, you got to spank that ass. He said, boy, I am so, sick of this. It's the 90s. They go to a, a diner. I guess this is Earth 3, because that's where Jay Garrick is the, um, right. Is right. the Flash, yeah. right? Right. So Jay says he's been watching Barry's time travel shenanigans for some time. And Barry's like, yeah, yeah, I know all this. Yeah, yeah. And he's like being really, uh, you know, kind of Listen, dismissive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, Jay, Jay's like, look, dude, I know about what happened with your parents. I know that I'm your dad's doppelganger. That's got to be really rough, and I'm sorry. But you got to quit messing with the timeline. And he shows him his cup of coffee, and he's, his coffee cup. He's like, look, here's the timeline, right? And you break it. And he breaks the cup of coffee. He's like, no matter what you do, you know, try to put it back. It's never going to be quite right. It's never going to be mm-hmm. quite the way it was when you left, no matter what happens. I mean, it's right. just the nature of time travel. And mm-hmm. he alludes to the fact that he did the same thing when Barry was younger. Yeah. And he says that, you know, I traveled through time. I changed things or whatever. Interesting, too. And this is the Jay Garrick that I wanted back in season two. Mm-hmm. The mentor, I the guy, agree. the guy who's going to step in and say, "Whoa, Barry, listen, I've been at this longer than you. Let me explain something." You know? right. And when he said, like he said it, just like his father, his real father, told him that right. when you you had to decide what kind of man you're going to be. Exactly. He says, "Are you going to be the kind of guy who gives into your regrets and keeps trying to change the past, mm-hmm. or are you going to move forward?" Boom. And sure enough, Barry goes back to his timeline after the pep talk <sighs> from Jay. I'm he glad he did, up. too. He said, hold that. He said, look, he got all Team Flash together, and he explains why he's acting weird. Right. I've all been kind of, messing up. They're all kind of shocked and hurt, especially mm-hmm. Cisco. He's been begging yeah. Barry to save his brother for months. and now, yeah. yeah. Now Barry's like, he can't do it, and he made a mistake, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he even has a moment alone with Cisco where they talk. 
you know, and he's like, right. going, you know, he's like, I, if I could, you know, I would, but I can't go back and change the timeline again. It's too risky. Every time I do it, something else, he's like, something will, you know, you might get your brother back, but something would be worse if I did. Mm-hmm. You know? And you don't want that on your, on your console. Right. Right. And you know, I know how that feels. Cause I keep, I'm the reason why your brother's dead. Basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's got it. He's got it on his conscience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Julian or Julian reluctantly lets Barry see the the file on Claris. Claris is be able to or Barry's able to figure out where the rival is, and it's the same um, woodmill from Flashpoint. Claris is in exactly the same hideout as he was in the Flashpoint, mm-hmm. uh, but this time he brought backup with Doctor Alchemy, who has energy blasts. Dun dun dun! And like Flash is like, "What is your deal?" And uh, Doctor Alchemy says he wants to prepare the world. By returning everyone's powers, um, Barry's getting his butt kicked by Rival and Doctor Alchemy. Team Flash is still having like a feelings discussion while this is going down, and then uh, they realize that Barry is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And Cisco comes in and sh- Iris and Joe make up, and Cisco comes in and saves the day with fancy new vibe gloves. Yeah, outfit he's been working on. Yeah, they have the glasses and the gloves. Yeah. He's like, get away from my friend. And he uses the, his vibe powers the way Reverb used it. Like, it's Love a vibrational attack. Yeah. Um, afterwards, Barry's like, hey, that was pretty cool. We teamed down, teamed up. And Cisco's like, yeah, I'm not quite ready for that. But, you know, maybe someday. <laughs> so we know he's going to end up partnering with Barry somewhere. Oh, on of the course. Um, the end of the episode, Barry finds Iris waiting for him on the porch, just like... Flash oh, you missed a certain part, though, too, that happened oh, in that I scene, too, uh, with Caitlin. That's at the very, very oh. end. Uh, oh, yeah. Talking... oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's at the very, very I know. End. I know. <laughs> um, Barry and Iris, you know, you know, they had the, the little CW moment, and they finally kissed for reals. Yeah. Uh, and then we... Who waited? Who <laughs> thought somebody was gonna come? Like Zoom or yeah, or, or Thawne or somebody. Yeah, you know, somebody I thought they up. I kept waiting for somebody to attack or something. And yeah. then uh, the rest of the team are, are at the Star Labs and they're talking. Well, I guess you know we can deal with our. You know, it's better that we don't know what happened to us in the Flashpoint timeline. You know, mm-hmm. what, it could have been so much worse. And Barry makes a joke about it, not unless you're doing some freelance ophthalmology um, to Caitlin. And Caitlin kind of smiles. And then after Barry leaves, she looks at her hand. And sure enough, Killer Frost powers. Yes. Right. You know, they, right. they, they alluded to it, though. When he said, he said, everybody's changed. I mean, except for except for you, Caitlin. I mean, yeah. you yeah. seem normal. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Yes. But I totally saw that coming. I actually was hoping that was going to come. I'm, I think it's going to be cool. The um the very ending the uh, the ending stinger, Alchemy visits Claris in prison and does something to him either he killed him, or something it's not clear. Uh, I watched that scene a couple times. The first time I thought he just straight up like murdered him, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's not, not it's not that cut and dried. No. Um, how long do you think it's gonna be before Julian figures out Barry's the Flash? He's not a very good detective if he doesn't, right? It's gonna come. I, it's not. It's gonna come pretty soon, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be like towards the middle, towards the the middle or the end of the season, because I think he's gonna get killed off. Usually, what happens? They find out, and then something bad happens to them. Right, or they move, like Pat. Or they or they move away. Yeah. Right. So that's uh, Paradox season uh, three, episode two of the Flash. What do you give it? 
A good episode. I, I give it a B plus. I enjoyed it. It was a good episode. Uh, you know, they fixed the dumb Barry uh, problem that's been going on for the last uh, couple episodes, especially last season, uh, that caused this whole thing. So I, I'm glad that finally it, it's like it got drilled in his head from Jay that you got like no more of this nonsense of you keep, you know, going back, even though you say you get it, you don't really get it. Like you, you, now you now we know you're you kill you're the reason uh, that Cisco's brother is dead because you change things to have it your way, and you got to hold that and never forget that so you can never go back and and do it again. So I like that. Who else? Yeah, I mean I I agree. I'm I'm going with a, a B plus as well. Um, I. I I especially love the stuff with uh, him, you know, realizing I can't fix this. I can't keep doing this and uh, getting the gang repairing the relationship as best he could within what's going on. It it was a really good episode. I'm going to go a. There was just it was so content dense. I mean, usually the premiere has a lot of like, let's tie tie up this, let's tie up that. But I mean, this not only tied up and you knew tied up the loose ends from last uh, season and you knew where we're going this season, but it also like introduced new characters and you've got to consider all this new things that he's put into motion and that, you know, it's going to be a struggle throughout the season remembering and, and keeping in line, like what, didn't carry over from last season because everything's changed and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, which is confusing, but I like that challenge. So I'm going to go a, because it was real ambitious. They didn't like dumb it down for the CW. They didn't say, no. Oh, we'll never remember this. You know? <laughs> and, and that's, I'm sorry, but that's common in some of these kind of shows. It's and true. they did not, totally they went true. full on. Hey, this is a new timeline. Y'all gonna have to catch up. <laughs> right. I like that. And, so. they didn't spell, and they didn't spell it all out with exposition. No. Nope. Figure it out exactly. the same way Barry did. You know, Barry's like hinting See? to, you know, hinting to Iris and Joe about how, you know, what what they're they're fighting about. You know, and he's yes. you know, or what what's wrong with Cisco? He has to go figure it out, find out for himself, just like you know, along with us. And I give it an A as well. I thought it was a really good yes. episode, and especially a good follow up up to last week's really good episode. So. All right. Yep. Let's go on now to Arrow. The Recruits, or as I like to call this episode, Get on the Line. Yes, Get on the Line. Get on the Line. Um, we get uh, we get Arrow bringing in his new recruits. Wild Dog, yep. uh, Curtis, and Evelyn Sharp, who is a 16-year-old Black Canary. Yes. Um, I like to see with Curtis trying to do the Salmon Ladder. Mm-hmm. He's like, how could he? Do, how does he do this? And then Oliver just shows in, well, in a business suit. Show yeah, it's not that deal. No big deal. Right. It's all on your yeah. floor, buddy. See, with his eyes closed backwards, like right. he's just talking. It, yeah, it's really not that hard. I do. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, sure. He said, you know, he, he agrees he's going to start training these three, and uh, it's kind of brutal. It, it seems kind of. Yeah, kind of. He gets uh, the three of them together. And uh, Felicity's there. She won't wear a mask. Mm-mm. She's also there, quote, to make sure the horrible maiming stays in a minimum. Right. Uh, Ray Ramirez, the wild dog, has kind of an attitude toward Arrow for shooting him in the leg and tying him upside down. <laughs> so, yes. so basically he tells him to get on the line. All they have to do is get past him and ring a bell. 
at the other side of him, on the other side of the room. And all they show is them getting their asses kicked by Oliver. And they Repeatedly. Keep him, he keeps telling them, on the line, on mm-hmm. the line. You know, and they keep questioning the necessity of all this. And uh, Green Arrow's like, if you think this is a game, go look at that statue of Laura Lance to see why it's necessary. <laughs> Which I thought was weak. I need, that, I need that statue to go away. We see where he gets the idea from his flashback from the Bratva, only they killed everybody who didn't ring the bell. Yeah, trust that's no all, That's all I'm going to say about the flashback. Cause it's yeah. Hilarious. Um, after a few training sessions, uh, Oliver's like, they're too green. And Felicity says, well, we could say the same about you. Ha, ha, ha. She says, I've been waiting five years to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your sad life, even. Yeah. <laughs> I like Felicity and, and Green Arrow when they're not like. Yeah, I like joking. Really yeah. yeah, I like yep. it when they're kind of playing off each other and it's a little yeah. better yes. for both characters. Um, at the same time, Oliver and Thea are convincing a Fortune 500 company called Ameritech to foot the bill for a free medical clinic in Star City. Um, but there's an attack by a strange man wearing all rags. And he's hot, and the, the VP of the company's hospitalized. And then the CEO comes in, he's about to pull out, but um, Oliver says, you know, we will increase the security at the clinic, we'll make sure everything is fine. His idea of increasing the security at the clinic is bring in the new recruits, who are not <laughs> trained at all, and bringing in Quentin Lance, who's drunk off his ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, drunks I can mean... really do good work. They could do a lot of security sure. well. Because um... they're really detail-oriented because they're drunk. Right? Yeah, you didn't know that? The drunker they get, the wow. better they are. Um... Anyway, the um, it turns out the uh, you know, the trainees are you know they're they're trying to do their thing, and then the ragman shows up and starts attacking the CEO, and says, "You have been judged and found wanting." And I love the way they did the ragman. I am okay, yeah, no, that was hundred percent on board. Sure. It totally worked. They it did it. Worked. It looked right. It, you know, it was totally cool, and uh, they're able to like drive. Uh, drive the you know drive him away and save the uh, save the CEO, um, but um, in the in the resulting uh, thing, it turns out Quentin Lance was supposed to be watching the door that Ragman came through, and Ramirez jumps in the way of a net arrow that's supposed to trap Ragman, but uh, he is able to get a piece of the cloak. Um, they go back to the get on the line training. Yeah, because there's been days of them getting beat up with this get on the line thing. And he's like, you know, Ramirez, you're reckless, Curtis, you're useless when you're not buying a computer, and Evelyn's just a little girl. GTFO. And your mother never liked you. Yes, and you're ugly, and your mama dresses you funny. Right, yeah. And Felicity pulls Oliver aside and says, yo. Enough. You know, the group, group, we trusted Oliver Queen. We didn't trust a gruff man yelling at us like a dork, you know. So... Um, Oliver wants to go the tough love route minus the love. <laughs> and Felicity, pretty much. Felicity's uh, like, you know, no. I mean, in his defense, like, what does he know? During his training, didn't know he, like, had no love. I mean, he was literally, like, ah, he got beat up. And, come on. Yeah. Right. That's so what I'm saying. Felicity, so this is what he thinks training is. So, yeah, and he's a right. douche. So there's that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Billy Malone, Felicity's new man, t- uh, agrees to test the fabric that they got. And, um, Curtis and Felicity break the news to Oliver that his, you know, paint the fence Mr. Miyagi routine has driven the rest of them away. 
And then uh, he says, uh, Curtis is like, you don't build people up, you tear them down. And then Curtis quits too. You know, Felicity finds Oliver brooding in front of the costumes and then uh, says, you know, I failed these recruits as a leader. And then Felicity was like, the reason you, you inspired us, it was, you know, not Green Arrow inspiring us, it was Oliver Queen. We believed in the man, you know, not the, not the persona or whatever. We get more flashbacks of him in the Brava, Bradva. They finally, uh, Oliver brings them back, the three recruits back one more time. He talks, uh, Felicity talks him into coming back one more time. You know, he shows them his real, his real identity. He's Oliver Queen. And then they decide to jump back in. They decide to join back in with him to be his new recruits. Uh, meanwhile, uh, there is a, an arms deal going down. This Amertech woman that everybody thought was so nice and everything is actually mm. dealing a bunch of arms to Church, Tobias Church, yeah. uh, Chad Coleman's character. Right. And Oliver, on his own, goes solo to try to stop the weapon sale. Uh, he does his arrow thing stealthily, you know. But then Ragman turns up again. Well, they use Ragman to pretty much find it because he knows how to find the... He realized... Because that was a surprise to me, too. That I, I thought they were going to make Ragman evil at first because I didn't get it. And then you realize he's going after the... Only the bad people. He's only going after certain people. And you find out that they have a, you know, that background. They figure it out at the cave. And then they use the cloth that they have to... I like how they, you know, they do Check it where they, radiation. they right. trace it. Yeah, they trace it, and they're like, he, he'll find it for us. We'll just, we'll just follow him. Well, here's the interesting part. Remember back when they had that thing, and the one nuke went off mm-hmm. in that Haven Rock town or whatever? And I was right, like, yeah. really? They're just going to leave that yeah. storyline dangle, and they're not going to mention that the nuke went off in you know the continental right. United States? Sure did. This was the payoff. Yeah. Finally, I mean, Ragman's like, I'm the last living soul from Haven Rock. Yeah. And the cloak uh, snake around her neck, and Felicity hears that, and it's just like, oh my god. Because she knows, you know, it was her, you know, she blames herself for that, even though they did the best they could, you know. Right. Um, Church gets the upper hand on Oliver. Well, um, he lets him. And, well, so he says later. Yeah. Oliver calls to the Ragman for help, and Ragman complies, and Janet escapes. Uh, after the fight, Ragman and Oliver have a talk on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Ragman takes off his, his cowl and tells uh, Oliver he saved him because this is what his father wanted him to do. On the day the bomb came, he wrapped him in these ancient holy rags and said they'd protect him from the fire. And that's why he has to avenge him. And then Oliver's like, you know, we're not so different, you and I speech that he always gives because his father, you know, he had a father to avenge, but, you know, his father didn't die so Oliver could become a killer, even though he's killing people left and right this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, let's honor the legacy of our fathers together, and they shake on it. Well, I, I like that now you have, uh, he needs allies to, to fight in the city. He just can't be the only guy. Right? I'm telling you, it's going to be Arrow and the Outsiders next season. I hope so, because I like be that great. now that this Ragman is going to be out there. He doesn't need training. He pretty much is suit is the power. He's a meta now, pretty much. Right. And yeah. he's out there, you know, he'll be out there fighting crime while... Uh, you know, Oliver's out there doing his thing, so it won't feel like it's just one dude running from place to place. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's like a low enough level power me- uh, meta that it's right. not going to throw off like the the balance of anything. It's not exactly. Like, you know, it's not like he recruited Superman for the team. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the other plotline that goes through this episode uh, is with Diggle. Diggle's back in the armies and special forces. Yeah. And they're yeah. going in to retrieve these trigger, uh, triggers from nukes. 
Mm-hmm. But it turns out that he's been double-crossed by his CO. Ugh. And uh, he's going to frame Diggle for the entire thing. Yeah, I really didn't care about this part. I didn't either. Uh, it just seems like an excuse to get Diggle <laughs> I to, didn't. Have, yeah, to have just, to wear the mask oh, and go back, right? right? It took five seconds to get to the conclusion that, okay, something bad is going to happen. It's going to be that guy, and then they're going right. to frame. Like, it, it, you come to it right away. It's like, it's not even... Yeah. A, I, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the, like the break of what was happening though, because it kind of threw me off for a minute. Of like, are we having a flashback? Oh wow, Diggle! So at yeah. least that was kind of jarring, and it, it was it wasn't an effective transition. It was jarring, but no, it, it kind of got me to. But, I mean, it was sent me to another place so I could stop overthinking what just happened and deal with this new stuff. So I, I, I think I saw what they were going for, even if they didn't really achieve it. I yeah, they didn't. I mean, I'm with you. I I see what they were going for, but I didn't yeah. really. I didn't really. I could have done without it. I I do like the. I like Diggle. I like that character. I just don't care about this him running off to the military storyline. Right. Just well, they're trying to care. force him to. It's forced the way they're writing exactly. him because the whole yeah. thing of I have to go to the army because I don't trust you anymore, Oliver. And then now he goes to the army, and now I can't trust the government anymore. Like it's, it's yeah. he's gonna come back. Like what is what well, is the big payoff for this? The whole thing, you know, in the beginning where he tells that younger recruit that those stripes give him a direction, give him a right. purpose, chain of command, that kind of stuff, and then to have all that taken away from him, you know. Now he'll have to come back as a vigilante character right. now, wearing oh, a oh. helmet that you so you can't see his face. <laughs> This I did like that. I did like the line where the when the recruits signed back up. Wild Dog's like, "Could I have a new code name?" He's like, "Not a chance." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the silliness is, I think this is how they're writing themselves so that he, they can have it where he never, we don't have to see his daughter and his wife this season, because if he's on the run, he's not gonna. Right, he's not gonna bring put them in a situation. Danger, right? Right, right. No, the they, last scene. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, again, they don't know how to write marriages. They don't know how to write relationships. Their thing <laughs> yeah, is no, they don't. Just split. Their thing is, is just to keep the people separated. And instead of breaking them up, just have it that they can't be together because of something stupid. Right. Uh, the last scene, Tobias Church is leaving a nightclub. And his bodyguards are taken down by arrows, and he thinks it's Green Arrow, but it's not. Dang, he found out the hard way, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It's like a blade to the back. And he tells oh, Axe. Yeah, it was like, He tells Church that the you know the Green Arrow is his to kill, and if Church kills him before I can, you're dead. Yeah, Merlin and only. He, and he says, kill. "I am Prometheus." Yeah, because I got uh, tired of Merlin. Yeah, I'm thinking it's it's got to be Malcolm Merlin. At first, I thought it was Tommy Merlin, but he's oh, on no, another, yeah. he's no, on another no, show. Okay. Yeah, he's on he's on uh, Chicago Meads. He's on one of the man shows. He's on that one the doctor show. If he gets killed, I'll let you know right away. <laughs> And you know what happened. Okay, so arrow C plus C plus. <laughs> I I agree. I actually go with a C. I, I yeah, I'm going with a C too. Because you take away a lot of things. Like I, my C plus comes from again. We have a flashback that doesn't have anything to really do with this. That we could care less. That you didn't we, need. We saw the uh, origin of get on the line and. <laughs> And you have that forced Diggle story that just didn't really, didn't really add anything to the story as well. Now the good, the pluses are the, you know, Ragman and and bringing them together and having him now he's set on the on the board to be part of the team, mm-hmm. right, yeah. helping in the city. That's good. 
I like that, but it's just it was just some stuff that was just a little. It was just too much of the negative. The flashbacks they should have learned more from. You don't need them. Stop putting it in there. Don't do all it. Right. All. Yeah. Well, and they use it as the trope to explain the present, and it's just, it's like, we get it already. But it didn't and, explain and, the present. And it, well, but it, it tied the whole get on the line, the whole teamwork nonsense. But anyway, yeah. well, but, but, but here's my thing, and it goes beyond just, I'm giving this episode a C, but I, I, I'm kind of burnt out on the arrow yeah. and his nonsense with the city. I'm just kind of done with it. I really enjoyed his part of Legends this week more than I did this episode of Arrow. I'm kind of to the point that I'm done with a, with assault a, with the Arrow show. I'm I'm more or less meld him into Legends somehow. I don't know, but I'm re- I'm I'm really having a hard time getting through Arrow. I'm not done with it. I, I still. It, it's in- sad though. I liked the in- the first installment. I didn't mind the premiere of Arrow. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I see no changes, and they right. So now I expected something with this, and they're like, no, <laughs> it's like Training Day, but dumber. <laughs> I, I give it a B, yeah. and I only took the letter grade off because of the flashbacks. I I the Ragman is one of my favorite characters. From DC to okay. DCU, and they nailed it. They totally nailed Ragnar. I agree with all. that. I agree. Second of all, I love the idea of him bringing on a new group of recruits. I think yeah, it's a I do. Great idea. I think it's going to bring a lot of new conflict, a lot of new interesting inter, you know, inter, interplay there, and I really like what they're doing with that. I like the tone they're taking with Felicity and Oliver now, where they just kind of have respect for each other. They're not trying to get into each other's pants. They're not trying to like, you know, screw all the time. And I, I really liked all that. And I liked the fact they finally paid off the Haven Rock thing that happened, you know, last ep- last season or whatever. And I like Chad Coleman as church. Plus, I mean, I could totally see why it would be Malcolm Merlin as Prometheus. Because, A, he's he's part of that Legion of Doom that they keep talking about. Yep. And, uh, and B, you know, he has he has a bone to pick with, with, with <coughs> Oliver. I mean, quite literally. So... Yeah. No uh, so I give this. A, I give this a B. I think this is a good reinvigoration of Arrow, and I, I did not in any way feel like I had to struggle through it. I really am enjoying it again. Now, last season, I, you know, I'd say half the episodes I felt like I had to push through, but not. Oh, I didn't yeah. feel that like, way. I didn't feel, yeah. I haven't felt that way yet this season. So I think it's, it's been a big improvement. Yeah, so. I, right. I think I kind of, but you know, what? my C might be a culmination not between the, not just between the flashbacks and. And the training day stuff, I think I was kind of like old people get off my lawn when it turns out, you know, like the the dude that, you know, was Oliver's, you know, trying to get vengeance on him was like CW hot. I kind of was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it's baby hunter. How cute is that? Oh, you have beef, but you're gorgeous. This will work well in this show. I was just, I don't know, it was just too contrived. It was just. Two CW perfect, and I'm sure that's just my bias. They they want pretty people in here. I get it, but yeah. I do I did love smoke in this like the whole episode. Yep. Yes, yeah, she was like I like her a lot better when she's not reason. worrying about the relationship oh, or exactly. pining over Oliver. Although I don't know who this new man is, but what's it I to do. you? I do. <laughs> he's going to be dead soon anyway. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's ripped on her right. son. He's ripped on her son. Come on now. <laughs> He's gonna be, yeah, dumb and hot. And, and, and just, just to give a little bit of a, a retraction or a correction, when I said I, I had to struggle through it, Jim, it's not like I had to struggle through it like it's terrible television. 
in comparison to Flash and Legends yeah. this week, it was a yeah. struggle to get through. Oh, you really? Weren't okay. You weren't, like, edge of your seat, like, what's going to happen right. next? You're like, I mean, oh, when, let's... You know. With Flash and Legends, <laughs> we burned through it really quick. It just, it was so quick because it was so good. And then with this one, it was just like, come on. Oh, another commercial break. Jesus, come on. Don't make that sound again. Stop it. Yeah, that do sounds that. a little sounds suggestive, good, yeah. please. Don't Thank you. Okay, right. next. Let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> the season premiere, Out of Time. And I'm just going to start this off by saying that this is what I thought Legends of Tomorrow was going to be all along. Exactly. This is what it, this is what it should have been season one. I think one. I'm dead inside because I felt nothing for this episode. I really? I liked lie. it a lot better. It was, oh, it's a lot more fun, a lot more time travel, a lot more goofiness. I and did like one thing like, about the show when we get driven. Go ahead. Oh, that, that's tribbing? always a love. That's always a love. That's I was going to say. I know. I know your taste, Cyril. Yes, yes. But I mean, as when we get when we get to the recap of that part, I was very happy yes. okay. when they got to that part. Um, we start off with uh, this guy Nate Haywood, who's a historian, who break, who like breaks into Oliver Queen's uh, uh, office pretty much and slides on in five in. minutes, slides in there, mm-hmm. and he shows him. Uh, you know, he knows about the legends. Just from like all the changes he's seen in history, he calls himself a what a historic pathologist or something, something like that. Something yeah, like and, that. and that shows you how bad the security is. He got in there, no weapons, no fight. Right. Plus, he knows Oliver is the Green Arrow. He just ran in there. All the security, he just ran. He still got to the front door. I'm sorry, I can't let I can't let anyone know my secret. He should have just cracked his neck right there and thrown him out the window, right? Was, it would have been funny oh. if he didn't do that. And that's just the end of the season oh. of Legends, right? That would have been hilarious. Um, but anyway, um, it turns out that the the wave he shows him like the wave rider being sighted in ancient Egypt and a picture of Ray Palmer getting knighted and I thought that was so cool. <laughs> and he like shows all these different you know um, uh, evidence of the legends all through history. And uh, it turns out the wave rider was sighted diving into the Atlantic Ocean by New York City. Hey. And then disappeared after the detonation of an atomic bomb, which is interesting because the atomic bomb wasn't invented in 1942. Correct. And, it, and if the <laughs> records are correct, then the wave rider got hit by that bomb and the legends are dead. Or maybe not. Dun, dun, dun. Oliver and Nate, have, you know, Oliver happens to have a mini sub, so. Yeah, of course he did. They go to New York City in his mini sub. I thought he was broke. Yeah, I did too. Um, I mean, he's got materials, just not sure. like liquid assets. Oh, there you go. He's got Green Arrow action I, I'm just speculating. He, he, he rich white people? <laughs> no broke. idea. Maybe he's not from, rich, but he's, maybe he got he's it from good the rich. <laughs> white people let you borrow their submarines she is the all heiress. the time. Yeah. It's white privilege to the extreme, yeah. yes. It's like that Eddie Murphy sketch, you know, where he goes to the, the drugstore yeah. or whatever. Yes. Go ahead, take, take the free, take the oh, free like, newspaper. Take them, the take white the like submarine. me, yes. Take yes. the submarine. Hey, you can have the, hey, hey, you're cool. Go ahead, bro. Take, take the submarine, <laughs> yeah. You can have it. But anyway, they, they make their way to the bottom of the ocean. Sure enough, there's the wave rider, and they go inside, and they find Mick Rory alone in there in stasis in the med bay. Yeah. Um, Sleeping off a bender. Along. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, okay, tell us what's, what happened leading up to the bombing. So he goes to the very beginning of the story, which is 1600s France. Uh-huh. Um, they're there to make sure that Louis the Thirteenth gets it on with his lady, so they you know give you know keep the line, 
Carovingians going there. Mm-hmm. But Cardinal Richelieu's assassins are on the on the on the way, and they have laser guns for some reason. Sure. Um, the queen takes a liking to Sarah, and Sarah, instead of like you know, I'm on a mission, I really shouldn't. It was so um, great. Goes for goes for some uh, some afternoon trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. This whole, this whole some portion of the time. episode really felt Doctor Who-ish to me. This whole piece right here. But yeah, good. Uh, Mick steals jewelry. Um, of course. You know, Mick, Mick is he's like stealing us and screwing up. And uh, Ray like puts on his uh, suit to take down the rest. You know exactly what Rip didn't want. You know the entire team to show off their powers and future tech. But, mm-hmm. you know, they had to get out of there. So the assassins had, and you know their their responses. But the assassins had lasers. Yeah, uh, Usher was fighting a little bit. He never really got much fighting time <laughs> in the other season. They did have some good with Usher. Yes. No. Yeah. Nate and Oliver told Mick to fast forward to 1942, and Mick says some guy in a hood named Rex Tyler said if we ever set foot in 1942, we'd be screwed. Right. And then he vanished. So that's what, what, from the end of the last episode of last season. Now that's CW right there. Give you tell you not right. to do something, but never explain it. I'm totally going to do it anyway. Yeah. That's also um, Teenage Girl. Yes. Because <laughs> they do what they want. Very true. I don't want to wait <laughs> for my life to be over. <laughs> yes, it's true. These problems matter, okay? These problems matter. So, right. so Oliver's like, why'd you go anyway? And then Mick explains that there's a time quake. When a time quake popped up, the, the legends went there and they found out that the Nazis nuked New York City in 1942. What? The, Al- the Allies lost the war, 12 million more people died, and the Nazis ruled the world. You know, man in the high castle stuff. Yes. So they're like, screw Rex's warning, they go right to 1942 New York. Um, they realized that Albert Einstein disappeared just before the attack and they suggested probably... The Nazis captured Einstein to make him, you know, force him to arm their nuclear weapon. Uh, Stein gets all fanboy about um, Einstein. So I love that. I love that whole thing of how he was just geeking out. Yeah, totally. And Sarah's got her own agenda because she has learned that Damien Dark is also in 1942 New York. So she wants to get there. And as soon as they get there in New York, she darts off on her own. And then Ray follows her in his Adam suit. Because he senses yeah. that she could be in over her head a little bit. Yeah, I got sick of that too. And he, so, a pull, he pulls her away from dark at a warehouse where he's meeting with a German speaking bad guy about some uranium. Mm-hmm. I, I have a timeline question. Was okay. so with with dark, the dark that is in 1942 in this episode, is this after what happened? In Arrow last season? No, or? he doesn't no, age. Before. Okay. He doesn't age. No, because I, I was trying to figure, did he time travel, or is this no, actually he's immortal. that time? Because he says to Sarah, he doesn't, I mean, I forget what he says, but it's obvious, he doesn't know who she is and why she wants revenge. That's you know. what we said. It's easy. Right. Well, no, I know, but I'm just trying to figure out if there was a time oh. jump or something that happened. So but this I, is just him in the immortal. Okay. Daryl has just explained it to you. <laughs> I just keep saying it um, four times. I four scrolled times up and, and verified. No, you scroll no up that's, that a, time? that's a valid yeah. question. You know what? But honestly, if this time travel stuff is really doing, if it's well written and doing its job, it should be so twisty, topsy turvy that you have to ask these questions as a viewer. You but have to periodically did. check. 
but they I'm did a Band of Savage again. Gary, Gary's got my back. But I, I'm talking about the chub here. I'm not talking about the actual things that we saw on the screen. Oh. You as a viewer should have to not just watch this, but process this as a thinking human being and try to get your mind around where we're at, who we're at, has this happened, has that happened? That's the nature of writing about a time-shifting kind of but universe. I think That's what happened. Dark, but they don't write it uh, strong enough for that, though. I think if it Dark was close enough to where he was confused, you know. <laughs> I think if Dark didn't realize it was Sarah or realize who she was or why right. she wouldn't revenge on him, then right. obviously it was at least before 1960 right. when he first encountered Sarah. But you right. get it really quickly. You, you and, get that's, that really quickly. and that's what I figured. I just wanted confirmation. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's basically a, another Vandal Savage, though. Right. You can't kill him, really. Because right now, and he and he doesn't He's age, immortal. so they can they can deal with him all throughout time. Like when I saw him being like, I, if I'm like already, I'm already, my head is already going back to first season. I'm already okay. rolling my eyes. But go ahead. I think Sarah thinks if she can kill him early enough on the timeline that it'll, it could affect Laura's time, Laurel's timeline. I know it wouldn't have been there to to kill her. You right. Know? Get a special knife. No, that was last <laughs> season. Oh. No no Hawks. Did you notice oh. No Hawks this episode? Yeah, they're very much. Not, they got to yeah, recast that. I'm so they're glad. I'm so glad they're not around. Yeah. Okay, so they go to uh, Mick Stein and Rip go to a party um, to meet Einstein, and Einstein's like grabbing butts and yeah. hitting, on, hitting on women and stuff. Yeah. And Stein just comes off like a total fanboy, and then the um, Einstein shouts for security. <laughs> The trio have to knock out uh, Einstein and dodge gunfire to get him on the ship. Uh, once they're on there, though, Einstein realizes that they're time travelers and cooperates. And he tells him his ex-wife, um, Leva Merrick, uh, is just as good at nuclear physics as, as he is. And that the team real then the team realizes the Nazis kidnapped her, not him. Because they're smarter than he is, obviously. So, and then they have to change her plan again. Uh, back on the ship, they bicker, of course. Of course. Uh, Sarah gets mad at Ray, calling him a self-righteous rich boy. Of course. Of course. Um, the legends decide to head to a shipyard in New Jersey to stop Dark and rescue Maliva. Uh, Sarah makes a beeline for Dark, and then uh, when she starts to fight, he realizes that she's League of Assassins. Mm-hmm. He's able to recognize her fighting uh, um, style. But... Um, Everyone else follows Rip's, Rip, Rip's commands, but without Sarah, everything kind of falls apart. Ray tries to disable the bomb, but his suit malfunctions because of the radiation. Uh, Mick torches bad guys with his gun, but he gets shot without backup. Uh, Firestorm has to protect both of them from the middle as they fall back. And then Sarah, realizing she's the only one left, runs away with the rest. Uh, they do manage to get Meliva back, but the Nazis already know how to work their bomb, and at this point, Rip can only think of one way to stop the bomb. And that's to <clears throat> his tragedy, sacrifice the Wave Rider to the torpedo and save New York. Uh, seconds before the blast, Rip explains that he has no idea whether the Wave Rider will survive the impact of the bomb. Right. And he kind of just sends them off through time, except for Mick, it's who he knocks bad. out and carries him to Med Bay and puts in stasis. Because right, so, he's too badly hurt. Right. Right. And then the. Um, the blast ripples through the water, and then the, we go back to Mick in the present, and he's probably saying that Rip probably scattered himself along with everyone else through time. 
So it's up to him to play the hero, bring him back. And that's where Nate comes in. He's a historian. He has the, he's like an analog Gideon kind of. He's uh, done all the, oh, okay. the work and kind of has all the traces of the different the team in different time periods. Um, Oliver encourages him to go with Mick through time to fix him and then uh, fix everything. And then uh, he goes to the plan to retrieve the legends. Uh, first, they find Ray in South Dakota 70 million years ago, where he's being a caveman. <laughs> Uh, chased by Sorry. dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a that was fun to watch. Right. <laughs> I thought so That's... too. Then in eight, that, in eight two, yeah, oh, right I'm there, sorry. right there. Come on. Then eight, in eight twenty one, England, uh, the boy king uh, brings back his uh, wizards to amuse him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack's also uh, fun. Yeah, he's like That's he has his shows him his magic mirror. How how that iPhone still has a charge? I will never know. Right. Yeah. yeah. But okay, uh, the see, boy grows. <laughs> yeah. the boy grows bored and asks his executioner to kill them both. Nate and Mick arrive just in time to help the pair out of the situation. Uh, Nate kind of geekly marvels at witnessing an authentic medieval execution. Oh boy! Um, they find Sarah about to be burned at the stake for uh, corrupting women in for Salem, turning <laughs> out all the wives in Salem. <laughs> You know, I love that they have a lascivious character who 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 is a gay woman. I think that's great. Oh yeah. Usually, it's always the dude. You know, yeah, it's always like yeah. some Lothario who women cannot resist. All right. Uh, it's just kind of like a female Jack Harkness in a way. Or a female James Bond. Yes. I'm she's yeah. No, she's a player. It's kind of awesome. You know, and she's the only one that really has her crap together the whole time. Like as soon as as they're saying how like. Oh my God! We've just affected this and this and this. What do we do? She's like, "Shut up! I'm going to the library, y'all." <laughs> she's just, she's yeah. the only one that's like level-headed. This whole thing. This I whole know. Time, I just wish. People... <laughs> I just. I just hope yeah. they don't do the. I need to kill dark throughout the whole season. Like a right. like that. She's pretty focused, and she's also like she's still jacked up from that Lazarus pit thing. So I don't think you could you could rule that out. She's when uh-huh. you get that focus, that you you do it. I mean, there's no try. You do. Well, just kill this dude, and I just hope they kill him before the season's out. So yeah, he's, hard to, he's, he's, ball. he's hard to kill. Yeah. Plus, he's part of that Legion of Doom that's supposed to be over all the shows. This yeah, season, that's true. This season, yeah. Oh. They get everybody, but they're not able to track down Rip. And they ask uh, Gideon for help, but all she can offer is a recording Rip made. Oh, thank you. tells them to stick together, and the history is yours now, my dear legend. Yes, thank you. It appears not to have made Yay. out in time when he stayed at the ship. Oh. Um, the legends together in the library, and they decide to move forward without Rip. Continue I, protecting time. Yeah, I did not like that character uh, at all. Me either. But dude, I was like, yes! Seriously, I had like a uh, an aha moment up. where yeah. I realized like, I, really, yeah. I really hated him. I, was like, I, wonder if they, I wonder if they wrote him out because of reaction to the... To fan the, rage. Fan reaction to the show. Because I, I don't know if any if I don't know it's just I'm just curious I wonder if they wrote him out because of that I hope so I mean, I'm sure you have a voice in this right they'll never say it but I mean, I mean he gone so praise black Jesus hallelujah all that stuff so. <laughs> they uh, they go back to 1942 <laughs> Mick and Stein convince Einstein to give uh, Maliva some of the spotlight that way she'll have security on her too and the Nazis will be able to get that to her classy. so easy yeah. plus. Plus, in history, in in reality, in history, yes, it, it pretty much said that she helped in in coming up 
we collaborated on the theory of relativity and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really cool that they did that in this show because um, she's kind of, you know, she got honors post, you know, her death. Post on Yeah. So. That, that's that's a that's a like an ongoing occurrence in history. Like, uh, what was it? Was it one of the sculptors, Gauguin, maybe that like he had an assistant that was, you know, no own to like take over yep. for him i mean yep. the, seriously there's a long history of like the female mentors just getting buried in history you know mm. just not being acknowledged so i was like yes for feminism <laughs> I, I wish i could remember the name of the um the, the the female mathematician who pretty much in the they said in the library of alexandra she was the one who really codified almost all of geometry oh yeah but then like euclid took credit for it years later after he found her transcripts mm-hmm. oh, i can't remember it's like er, her name not well, i want to say, er, up, so I wanna say Arist- aristarchus but that's not you're talking right. about hippotia Hippo- yeah, no it was on um um carl sagan's cosmos i'm sure somebody will remember yeah this. but you get oh. it's a lot of that in history though so it's, it's yeah. stuff we don't even know about well, yeah, I think, exactly. I mean, there's I think, a, few, a few really well-documented cases, but, I mean, you got to mm-hmm. figure that's the tip of the iceberg for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we're coming up on my favorite part of the episode. Okay. No, um, they, I think they it was that change. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, well, no, Hippotty was the first mathematician. Oh, no, the, no. Theon, the last member of the famed hey, library. Hey, we ain't got all night to figure it out. Let's it's go. Still, he, hey, Chubb Toad <laughs> nailed it. I'm going to give him his male credit. I'm going to man this that oh. he got this credit, yes. All right. You remember something. Great. Now if you can remember how to scroll up, that would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Inside joke. Inside joke. Okay. Um, On the submarine, Dark is explaining to the Nazis that they aren't interested in trying another bomb because he wants to move on to other things. And the Nazis are about to take out Dark, but then we see a burst of red lightning come in the room. And it's Eobard Thawne, the reverse flash. He's been working on this with him the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. The whole time. What? And whatever they have planned, it seems even more dastardly than nuking New York. Right. And then we see the legends uh, being greeted by the Justice Society of America. That's, that's funny. The episode. Oh, my God. The next, society. Uh, next episode, next week's episode is actually titled... The Justice Society of America. Squee, squee. But we see, uh, I know, I squeed hard. I'm like, Obsidian, Stargirl. Oh my god. It's gonna go, and it's gonna be so cool. Oh my god. So anyway, I give this the first time ever. I'm giving Legends an A. I like this episode. I thought this is what Legends should have been to begin with. Time hopping, crazy, fun adventure stuff. So I give this an A. Hmm. I agree. I, like I actually give it an A plus because you said it earlier, Jim. This is exactly what I expected out of the Legend Show last year. So I'm I'm excited. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, it it was very multifaceted, jumping around, and uh, they did it very successfully without losing me and me you know, or me rolling my eyes. And the fact that Rip is gone. I hope I'm I, I just A plus all the way around. That's enough for an A right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, a plus for sure. Oh my god, when they were in like sixteen whatever France and they had those costumes on, he was like, I feel dumb. It was so perfect. It was so like everyone was them, but 
entertaining them. You know, like all the characters were typically the characters, but somehow they got it right this episode. Rip is gone. Hallelujah. Society is set up. I got to see not only Einstein, but our scientists just like crazy geeking out, getting a chubby over Einstein. So A plus. Okay. Uh, I have to give it. I said that. Mm. <laughs> what? Of course. Hey, I'm fine with it. I I just I just felt Get myself bored. Downer. I'm sorry. Get off I the just, Get off I just it. felt bored watching it until it got you know to to the end. I really did. Maybe next episode I'll I'll like it better. But I just I'm I'm still feeling the effects of last season. I just felt I didn't see much of any the new stuff. Like I saw so it. Dark is being just another replacement of of Fandle Savage, some you know to do the same thing that they did with him, where they can never kill him. He will constantly come back. Um, never, just, never is fluid in the fictional world. You know that, yeah, right? And then, yeah, I know. But Sarah, okay. and then the, all right. Sarah being, you know, like I have to get revenge thing, and you know, using the time to do it. It just, and then it, it just. You know, uh, Ray just being another, you know, pecking again, being the one to be like, um, morally, you're wrong. You're not supposed to do this, you know, type of thing. He did this before and he's very annoying when he does it. I, I just, you know, I'm, I hope for better. I hope I like it better next next episode. I know. So that's so negative. I'm sorry. No, we need different opinions. It shouldn't be the, oh, my God, we all think the same. Let's have a podcast show, right? Yeah, I just didn't feel it this this episode. Okay, well, we have some news to get to just real, real quick. Like, um, we have teasers up for the next few episodes of uh, Flash Mm -hmm. on the DC TV podcast uh, Facebook group. If Mm -hmm. you'd like to join us, we're about 230 members strong now, and that's awesome. Uh, We got a picture of Amber Heard as Mira in Justice League, and my, my. good. Looks Dash, very good. Looks good. Dash nope. ass, though. Nope. I'm out. Nope. What? What are you, what are you out for? You're what just you jealous. Mean? You're she jealous sucks. about your boy. Where are you going? I haven't seen her in a mermaid tail, okay? I have not seen her in the mermaid tights. She's if not I'm, wearing a mermaid tail. It's me as Mara or get the fuck out. So, no. <laughs> 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 never had a what don't y'all understand? Okay, get off my lawn right now. Just get off. <laughs> oh my she god! She got a bad case of the Momoas. That's what she's got. These are facts. Okay, these are facts. These are facts. Okay. She never had a mermaid tail. She never had a mermaid tail. No, you're thinking of Lori Lamaris, man. Totally different character. Yeah, she never had a mermaid tail. Six more actors have been added to Siffy's Krypton pilot. Nothing. I won't hear are, any more of that nonsense. Are, are, and seriously, though, are any of you like really looking forward to that Krypton series? Because I, I yeah. feel like I feel like I should be, but I'm just not excited about it. I'm really not. I don't understand where they're going with it. I'm just lot. curious to see what they do. I'm, it's not a, I think I, they I think they see Gotham and they see money and they think, oh wow, they did with Batman. Right. So. I mean, I think it's an interesting premise. I just. I, for some reason, I'm really just not all that excited about it. Who knows, though? Who knows? We got some more tidbits. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
we uh, we got a few more tidbits about the uh, the four way crossover that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this bit here. They talked to Andrew Kreisberg, executive producer. He's like, some people like Barry already know Supergirl, so Barry's completely cool with her. Uh, some people are instantly charmed by her. I think Sarah uh, White Canary has got a little crush on her. Diggle, as always, when he just thinks he's seen it all, there's a moment there. Someone says, oh, this is Supergirl. And he's like, what's so super about her? And then she lifts off the ground with a 200-ton rock. And he says, okay, I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, but not everyone in the Arrowverse would be welcoming. Part of Oliver's journey in these episodes, he's kind of hit his breaking point for things he's willing to accept. You know, he's had Miracura soldiers, the Lazarus Pit magic, Damien Dark, but flying aliens who can incinerate you with their eyes is beyond the pale for him. Well, so he's keeping course. his distance. Of course, you know? though, when you think about it, he's the analog to Batman. Batman never really fully trusted Superman, has his little kryptonite back up. Since the 80s, since the 80s yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman never trusts anyone. He has contingency plans for literally every right. Superman But I'm ever. just saying, it makes <laughs> sense for Ollie to be the one to... To, to be like okay. that out of everyone That's in the it. shows because he's the Batman of the CW. That's true. Yeah. I, I agree. And uh, the crossover villains are going to be the Dominators. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Part of the Invasion crossover. They're also heavily featured in the Legion of Superheroes. I like that. Uh, quite a bit. And what they want to do is they want to take the metas from our planet and get their powers. Mm-hmm. So that's... Um, that's what's up with that. We also have a link on the DCTV podcast group about uh, the co- really cool concept art from Batman 66. I know, Daryl, you don't care, but others of us do. Uh, the Guardian is coming to CW's Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Olsen. And we got a first uh, photo of it. And, you know, we talked earlier, this, this could be cool or it could be, you know... I, I can't love her because I keep a secret from her. Or I can't trust you because you kept a secret from me. You right. Know, or, that kind of CWness. Well, let's mm-hmm. hope. Let's hope it's not though. I don't want to wait. Yes. The um. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, uh, this really funny picture that um, of the the cast of Arrow with uh, Barry with uh, Grant Gustin on an airplane, and uh, Willa Holland writes, uh, "This is what is it she wrote? Uh, Grant smiling before he f's the timeline." <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool little. That photo. should be a meme. That should be a meme. That should yeah, be. I'm sure it will totally be, be a meme. Now. That's Please. what he does. We also got a, uh, a um, synopsis for the uh, debut of Ms. Martian in the episode Survivors. Yeah, Survivors. looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that should be cool. And uh, Vixen, the animated series, has started its second season on CWC.com. If you want to check, I that saw out. the commercial for that. It has all of the other characters in it. Yep. I still haven't watched the first season. I need to go it's back. It's pretty short. It's yeah, it's short. short. It's really quick. Um, all of Smallville is now on Hulu, and what better way to celebrate Smallville's 15th anniversary? Uh, if you've never gotten to see it. I already started like watching Smallville. Uh, I did. I yeah, started. I'm with you, Jerry. I'm not a Smallville. I have all yeah. 10 seasons on Blu-ray and DVD, so I've been I've watched it several times over. I love Smallville. More or, or less. Channel my inner Christian Bale. Good for you! <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference the very famous cartoon, Let People Enjoy Things. Uh, they can okay. enjoy things. I, just, I know. Yeah, yeah it's not, so not for me. We also got yeah. a picture of Citizen Steel from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Nick Zeno 
uh, is playing the character, and we got to see him suit up in a picture on Instagram with him and Melissa Benoist and a bunch of other people. So that's pretty cool. Yet another JSA character entering the fold. Yeah. So and uh, let's see. I think that's all the major news, other than Backpack Baby has been greenlit by the CW. <laughs> yes. so we'll be definitely seeing that on uh, CWC. If, if they do the Diggle Baby Power Hour on Cartoon Network, my life's uh, like will done seriously i'll be yeah. happy i can just die now we should definitely get a check for that if it happens yes for real sure. come on it's the right itself so anyway backpack baby <laughs> little diggle <laughs> little diggle and his friend her bro <laughs> <laughs> don't you know <laughs> little diggle little diggle he's in the backpack but he's but on attack <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we, we have some things to work out. But anyway. Yeah, yeah we'll figure this out. Yeah, yeah we got to work out. You like out. Geeky Podcast? I imagine you do because you've been listening to this one for over two hours. And by all means, head to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. There's so many podcasts there. It's not even funny. Gotham by Geeks, the Batman-centric podcast with our Batman expert panel. Uh, you got Nothing's On with me and Daryl and Donnie, our TV expert panel. Uh, you got uh, No Apologies, the you know the basic, the no-holds-barred forum for everything geeky and one of the craziest and coolest podcasts on the on the air. Uh, go Trek Yourself, which I guess has kind of supplanted J.K.'s Happy Hour now. Uh, um, n- well, no, is both both going on? Yeah. And soon the time. return of the Pure Comics podcast, the Sunday Comics podcast, Ooh. in which uh, Daryl and Donnie and several other people handpick whichever comic geek experts they want from our geekosphere to talk about some of the best comics ever made. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, HHWLOD.com is the home for the Walking Dead TV podcast, and we are going to be in full effect once the new season of the actual Walking Dead begins, and, which is October 23rd. And just to throw this in there, while we were recording just now, they announced that it's been renewed for season eight. Great. More zombies, more fun. But uh, Negan, The Kingdom, uh, Will Rick Lose His Hand, all kinds of great stuff happening in the next season of Walking Dead. They really amped up the the pressure, amped amped up the tension, and we will be there to cover it for you week by week. Also, um, we got we have it's all connected, which does for Marvel TV what we do for DC TV. Only they only have like what two shows to cover: what Luke Cage and uh, Agents of Shield slackers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they got the Doc Strange movie coming soon. Yeah, whatever. We cover oh, that looks- heroes. <laughs> anyway, wow. Damn. Wow, such cross people enjoy. Let people enjoy their stuff. Am I am I am <laughs> I, I a little am I a little bitter that I have to watch six shows every week plus edit this one? Well, maybe a tad. I but don't no, Russ, wait. Russ and John and, and all those. And that's guys. why you get the big monopoly bucks, Jim. No, that's why I get Jim? the big camel bucks. Camel I'm saving bucks? up for the what? raft. I'm saving up Jim? for the iron lung with Joe Camel painted on it. Uh, also, we got uh, the the Podfathers themselves are back. Half Hour Wasted is back on a weekly basis, and that's one of the most fun podcasts out there. Just kind of a free form geeky uh, podcast of just guys having fun on the air, and you should definitely check that out as well, because that's where all this madness at HHWLOD originally spun from. So there you go. Uh, I think that's all we got covered this week. Next week we'll have six more episodes of Find DC TV to cover. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Chubb, for joining me this week. And until next week, we are dosed. Good night. Good night. Later. All right. <laughs>